I almost said clap there. All right, and then we'll do a clap sync. Three, two, one. You were a little early there, McCoy. Was I? Getting a little too enthusiastic. Fuck. I love how I just exclusively fuck myself over. <laughs> it's not like, God, it's so unfortunate too. Cause like, okay guys, actually fun story. The other day, and I forget exactly what this was for. We were three, two, one in a YouTube video to watch together. And in Zoe's absence, cause she is obviously, as everyone has heard, the official Tyranny of Thumbs three, two, one clap sync person. Um, much to the same uh, sort of effect as the intro where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do my hostly duties and toss to someone who's responsible. Like, it's the same with the clap sync. We learned early on that I essentially couldn't run it. You don't have a great sense of rhythm. It, there's so many factors if we're really gonna get into it that means I can't do it. But um, in her absence, I have just, I and I didn't ask him. I just gave Raphael the the role, the hat, if he you He seems would. like the next oh, most right. responsible adult. <clears throat> And all yeah. I can tell you is the funniest shit was the other day they were both in a call and then it came to a point where a three, two, one was necessary and they were just stepping over each other's toes because they both had the hat on and I just, it would just gave me joy. <laughs> it just, <laughs> it fucking joy. Because you have anointed both of them. Yes. Yeah. My brain was erroring out. I was just like, no, I'm the one who counts down. I'm, I'm the countdown. I'm lady. the one who counts. <laughs> yeah. And Raphael's like, I don't even want this job, but it is my job, and I will do it. <laughs> like a weird sibling rivalry thing. Okay, so who the fuck are we? Especially because if you clicked on this and you're like, oh, Valorant, I love that thing. What are these guys? Well, we're not a Valorant podcast, and you're about to find out. But we are a bunch of people who play games each week, and then we talk about it. And sometimes we all play Valorant together and learn that shit, and that's what this episode is, which is pretty exciting. After all, it did win our game of the year category of best uh, game that we're still playing. Mm. And this podcast is proof that, yes, we indeed in 2021 are still playing this game. Isn't that wonderful? It's true. Yeah, it is. And it's so and, and so what is the structure of this particular podcast It's probably called Valorant Five Stack or something. So before uh, Raphael, James and I, was it Raphael in this? Do you guys remember the last Valorant podcast we did, was it? Last Valorant podcast was you, James, and Raphael. Okay. Yeah. Good cool. thing we have Zoe. She's the memory of the podcast. She wasn't even there, and she knows <laughs> I do. Oh, <laughs> I just remember because I, I was out of town, I think, that weekend, and driving back home, I, I listened to it, and you guys, I think, talked about setting up our Pornhub page at some point. I think <laughs> oh, that was my hell of Hell of That's right. <laughs> we were talking about... Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were talking about how YouTube is a mess and how the monetization thing is just destroyed. And I was like, I wonder how Pornhub's monetization is. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about probably our playthroughs. Maybe it's nonsense. easier to get shit done. Yeah. And so, dude, that's the problem with uh, content that like is as relevant or it's like, it's like, you know, it's mean it's uh, current. I mean to say, as mm -hmm. opposed to being evergreen with the other term, is that, dude, we had some killer jokes on that fucking podcast that no one will ever listen to because who is going to listen to like a beta fucking Valorant podcast? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that has like I no... think that one was like November. Yeah. Well, things have changed and we might get to that. But here's the, the format for this one, you guys. We have with us a five stack in your midst right now. And so, okay, I'm McCoy. That's Hello. right. Welcome. 
Um, and we're, we're going to go around in a circle and we're going to do a little bit of like experience level and just sort of like what's our experience with this game? Like what's our, you know, like what have we done before this that might lead up to this? That sort of thing. Okay, so I have played a lot of competitive video games in my time and I've watched a lot of competitive video games and I played a lot of, well, let's see, Halo 3 and then StarCraft and then StarCraft 2 specifically and then League of Legends and then finally Counter-Strike for many, many, many years, probably five, ten. I want to say ten. I don't know if it's that good. I think good. less than ten, but more than five. Yeah, I'm willing to go with that. And so that's my experience level uh, coming into Valorant. A lot of things felt really natural. Um, but there are many other people that don't have that story. So one of them I'll turn to right in front of me, Elena. Hello. I'm Elena. Um, I am probably like the least experienced gamer of this five stack. I am McCoy's girlfriend, which is how I ended up playing this game, basically. I had not played Counter-Strike. I had I played a little bit of League of Legends, actually, in college, but was never good. Um, and I just typically don't play first-person shooters a whole lot anyways, so Valorant was new for me. Um, I've watched quite a bit of, like, professional esports with McCoy. Like, I've, I watched Counter-Strike and actually found, like, I think Counter-Strike is a great intro esport because it's just very hype no matter what you understand like i don't understand the maps or anything or like the high level strategies but i'm like yo that guy shot that guy really fast and that's that's exciting um so i did kind of the same thing with valorant and then ended up playing with these guys because that's fun that's it okay now you should pass the baton i'm gonna toss to the other female gamer of the five stack <laughs> zoe hell yeah hi i'm zoe i'm the other female gamer in this podcast <laughs> um, uh oh, yeah i subscribe to i guess when it comes to online video games i subscribe to the belief of i play whatever my friends are playing at the time i rarely ever play online games by myself so that means I started out, my first online game was playing League of Legends with, you know, James and McCoy and sometimes Elena, uh, usually in our dorm rooms in college. Um, senior year of college, dabbled in a little bit of Counter-Strike. McCoy really tried to get me into it. I Failed. <laughs> failed. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it was it was all right. Like, I had... it was. Like I said, because I always like to play with friends, it's just very hard to just always have friends available at times. Um, and Counter-Strike was just one of those where it was only McCoy and or or it was another person that we usually played with. And I don't know, usually when it came to hanging out with a group of five people or hanging out with McCoy and other said person... Um, <laughs> You know, it, like in a Counter Strike environment, I was not okay with that. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. That sounded really bad. <laughs> it's all okay. It totally did. But what you were saying, yeah, is avoiding hanging out with McCoy. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. I playing totally Counter Strike. Listen, was a a key thing in your senior year. That makes total sense to me. I understand that completely. But really, what it was is that you don't have a large wealth of background in online games that maybe is like self-driven. You definitely play with people and you've definitely, at least this is me writing your story for you, but you've definitely gotten a lot better and gotten and improved, not just improved, but enjoyed improving at online games. For instance, League of Legends, I know we did a lot of practice with that, uh, with the S-Go. Um, 
Interesting. Exco's. Exco. Yes. I was like, can I say that? Am I canceled? Not canceled. Am I found? <laughs> anyway, it's not important. <laughs> yeah. The point that I'm trying to say. Extracurricular activities. Yeah, organized by we, students. We joined an extracurricular League of Legends team for a spell. It was a lot of fun, but also way too intense for what I was expecting. But anyway, right. the point is my knowledge with FPS shooters is limited. Uh, going into Valorant, I was simply going to be playing Valorant because all of my friends were getting into that shit. And Counter-Strike did appeal to me somewhat. Uh, and Valorant just kind of has that aesthetic um, that just seemed to me like a more straightforward way of learning that sort of game. So that's where I come into this. I will pass the baton over to James. Yeah, so <clears throat> in college, I played League of Legends with uh, McCoy and Zoe and like Elena twice, I want to say. <laughs> um, I played for a little while. I was a jungle. No, I was a top laner. And then I tried the jungle and that's when I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's um, – I never played Counter-Strike. Um most of my FPS history was like Destiny 1 on the Xbox, um, which is a very, very different vibe from Counter-Strike. And then I played a, a bit of other FPSs when I got my uh, PC, but not not enough to really consider myself serious at it until this. Um yeah, and I've been playing with um, McCoy and Raphael for about a year now, and it's been really fun. That's crazy how long it's been. We got into the beta, yeah. and we went hard. Yeah, yeah, and um, which was about a year ago. Fun little fact: um, if you're looking for a gateway into this game, you can maybe learn from the approach I took with James, which was that we were playing Call of Duty together, and it was fun. And then I was like, we should try this game mode called Search and Destroy. It's kind of like Counter-Strike, except it's not. And then we played it. And of course, like, by the way, we should all go back and play that game mode right now. Because it'd be so we'd be so fucking good at it, like <laughs> randomly out of nowhere and caught it to be so confused. <laughs> <laughs> but um Oh god. But then I was like, hey, uh James, do you want to play a version of this game mode that's a little bit longer? You get to learn a little bit more about your opponents and you don't die in the first five seconds from grenades. And Everyone who's played Call of Duty, or they don't that. summon, uh, like an airship that just shoots you for the entire round, and it's like, well, I guess we lose this round. Yeah, tactics, strategy, yeah, um, airships. So, anyways, long story short, is we that that's all I convinced them. But yeah, awesome. So then, that's right. Final person is Raphael. I'm passing the baton. I picked it up, I guess. Now I don't know. I'm passing it. What's up? You've sure, played games works. before, I've heard. Is yes. true? Hi, I'm Raphael. I played a lot of games. Uh, I never really played very competitively in any shooters uh, before this, um, but I did like have a mix of shooters, uh, games I played growing up. Like, uh, I remember one of the first ones I played was actually like Aliens vs. Predator, which uh, is like, opposite end of the spectrum from Valorant in a lot of ways in that like 
there's like marines aliens and predators and they're all really different and the aliens are like flying around in the air really fast and so it's like jets on steroids so i i have a joke that i say to mccoy and jane and stuff where it's like when i shoot a jet in the air it's like oh slow alien slow (laughs) (laughs) Um, i love that but uh and yeah let's see then i played halo uh and then I feel like I didn't really play a lot of shooters for a while um, and I until I played Overwatch. Um, but before that, I played StarCraft and really tried to get good at it. StarCraft 2, that is, uh, like McCoy, although we did not know each other at the time. Probably face each um, other on the ladder, bro. Actually, <laughs> if I'm real with you, I bet you dumpstered me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like I got moderately good. Like I, I got up into Master's League for a little bit. Uh, Although that was mostly off the back of uh, some finely crafted artisanal cheeses. I've never heard it said that way. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, is this why? Yeah, is, so, Rafa, is this why you're never phased by people talking shit in all chat? Because you must have got raged at like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, <laughs> like getting getting raged at when you're when you're cheesing your opponent is like it's icing on the cake. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so then um, I guess like I played a little bit of League of Legends with some friends, and so they were a bit more in tune with like when Valorant was coming out, uh, and they were like, "Hey, let's get in, let's try to get into the beta for this." And so I got into play with them. Uh, they mostly all stopped playing, but I randomly met McCoy through one of them, uh, and then we started playing together, and it's been rad. And even podcast episodes ensued from that. So this game actually brought us together from that or something or who the fuck knows exactly. But the point is, yeah, all that. True. Yeah. Um, and so, guys, okay, take a snapshot of that in your mind. That's who we are. It's important to get that out of the way first. But understand our goal was, okay, how do we meet all those skill levels together and get a five stack going? And how do we how do we get this done? And I wanted to just and, – and essentially that's what this podcast is going to be is talking about like what does it actually take – to get people from where they are to like playing this game for because... smurfs that's what it takes <laughs> yeah i know god if it was only yes it definitely takes smurfs and by the way i don't give a fuck like if you if you like people have like really weird opinions on smurfs and stuff like that but like trust me like do you really want us to take our fucking main accounts and then just have these new people just slaughtered over and over again is that what you really want i mean we've tried that <laughs> sometimes you guys forget to switch in like an escalation game mode you're like wow these guys are yeah it's right i mean zoe i think you and i are like somewhat on the same skill level not to throw you under the bus here but like definitely i if if we're playing with them and they're not smurfing i get just insta like i don't have there's no chance yes i get exactly every time exactly And (laughs) and that's super fair um because it actually turns out that that's the function of the game that people love is the fact that the person with 10,000 hours who's playing against you actually beats you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm really happy for them. But (laughs) for me, it's like a bummer of an evening. (laughs) Super fair. So... It doesn't doesn't make for a great learning environment when, like, I I think it's You don't get to play because you're just dead all around? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but then also it's like... You can, I, I don't know, like someone just easily peeks and headshots you around a corner and you didn't even see them where like there's no learning involved with that because you don't, you can't even process like how that guy managed to get you. 
half of the time. Mm -hmm. So not only are you sitting there dead, but you're also sitting there dead being like, how the fuck did that just happen to me? And like, meanwhile, like McCoy or Rapper James are trying like as they're still alive to be like, oh, yeah, so they were probably like up in this corner here. And like it, it never is a great thing. So like it is nice to like have them be on Smurfs just so you can have lower level players you're up against where you can, I guess, more easily identify your mistakes, but then also have some successes of your own at the same time and learning. Yes. I think there's definitely an effect in competitive games uh, in general, where if the skill difference is too big, you don't, it's like, it's really hard to notice what you're doing that makes a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like, this is really noticeable in StarCraft, for example, where if, like the match is just uneven like it doesn't matter what you do you're gonna lose and it's really hard to see like if you manage to do better or worse when you just lose um and i think the same thing is true here and it has this additional aspect where like they can actually be doing things that are really bad and exposing them and they get away with it just because like the the skill difference is large but like strategically it's bad um, so it, you can, it can actually harm, harm learning as well. Yes. And, it. and, and what's beautiful about that though, is that it's like, if you imagine the problem being like, when you, when someone, when someone's new and they just like, I mean, like in some cases, like what, what it really is, is you're in the middle of mid and you are looking back at your teammates who are talking to you because for some reason humans like to look at people talking to them. Like this, like this is, if you guys don't think this is real, but like this is what new people do and it's hilarious to watch. They're sitting in the middle of mid, which can be crossfired from two angles. Um, this is, I'm talking about mid on split, but it doesn't matter. And like they're talking, you're talking to them and they're trying to think through what to do and then they get shot in the side. Like the amount of things that they are doing wrong is like, it's like a hundred. Um, so it's, you can't fix one at a time. And so when you can create an environment where there's like less of those things are a problem, then you can figure out the things that you need to do to to build. But I want to say, guys, one of the first things that I want to say here is that we did not just YOLO play the game. That is such like if you look online, if you look at like streamers, if you look at like whatever, they always ask like Wardell or something like, how do you become good? And he's like, I don't know, just play a lot, bro. And like play a lot is good and it is a component of, of getting good. But we did a lot of other things to help people practice, um, including going into custom yeah. games and talking about how guns work, uh, including like we actually before we even really got five stacking a lot. I mean, we had been doing some spike rush here and there before we did some serious games. We watched esports and like looked at people like in teams like working together. Um, but I'm just curious because like guys like like h- how did we. In your mind, and maybe I'm asking Zoe and Elena, but anyone, like, how did in your mind, how did we go from we're playing Spike Rush and it's fun to Unrated? Because Unrated is a giant, giantly different beast than than Spike Rush. Like, how did we do that? I think that for me, it's like when I decide, I don't know. I've been also, so I had been watching McCoy, James, and Raphael play for a while like, you guys would play in the evening, and I would come put headphones on and, like, hang out and watch the games while you guys played. And we always kind of, like, joked about me eventually playing, and McCoy would be like, I think that's a bad idea. You're going to get rocked. Um, and, like, you're not going to like it. It's not going to be fun. Okay. I, I don't think that is the way that I phrased it. But I did – but, like, I wouldn't say that I was not saying something like that. I was just saying, like, don't feel that you need to Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't in game. a mean way. You were just like, but just so you know, like, you're going to get – anyways – 
So when I decided that I wanted to actually play, I approached McCoy being like, okay, I would like for you to like essentially like train me or like at least help make up some of the gap because I guess someone who doesn't play games really at all um I just knew that there was going to be a lot of stuff that I would need to learn and I'd have like a big gap between just like just moving or I mean not so much move I mean movement is a thing like I can't I still can't jump into that into hookah on that stupid box like, I got stuck the other day in an escalation, and I was just there for, like, 10 minutes just trying to make that jump, and everyone else <laughs> ran ahead of me and died, and then, like, ran back and died, and I was just hanging out on the box. But anyways, that, so that's a struggle. But even just with aiming, like, if you don't play a lot of first-person shooters, I think, like, aim is the first big thing that I started to think about, and so one thing that we did is I would deathmatch, and you would watch me, um, and you would, like, sit behind me and watch for a while and be like, okay here's what you're going to do. You're going to think about, like, put your crosshair here. Or, like, the, we had a, just a couple of, like, really basic techniques of, like, or I had a, um, what's it, wall lock or something? Corner edge lock. lock. Edge locking. Mm-hmm. We, like, vaguely covered, I mean, we didn't cover it in any, a lot of depth, but, like, I would then play some death matches just thinking about edge locking and trying to keep my cursor or my crosshair, like, kind of in the right general place. So that's a lot of what I did before I started to play was like not only had I watched you guys quite a bit, but I um, just like I spent a lot of time death matching and just trying to like understand the basics of how to aim in a first person shooter. Um, that really helped me. Yeah. I don't know, Zoe. How about, how about you? How did you get like brought into the fold? I mean, I, I would be in agreement with you that it was just a lot. I mean, for me, I didn't really watch um you know raf and mccoy and james's uh ranked games all that much um but usually like how i like besides the custom games where i would like typically like just kind of pop in for like a half hour or so and just like practice lineups with something or just test out guns or abilities on agents that i like would flirt with trying or not um I would say that I did a lot of those as well as just just watched a lot of streamers, but not just like the professional streamers. I watched a lot of people who are in, I'd say like plat and diamond, and then the highest rank that I ever would decide to watch would be immortal. Um, only because uh, I think once you get to that uh, radiant, is radiant the highest yeah so Mm -hmm. it's like the thing is watching radiant streamers like after a while their their in-game knowledge is so vast and so like snap quick that it's like you will watch them as a first-time player and they'll do something they'll be like yeah blah, blah 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 like whatever and you're just like i don't even know what's happening but watching lower level players actually really helped me Because I was able to identify my own movements and my own crosshair placements and my own, uh, I guess, my own game style within those lower level players. Um, But they were obviously playing it at, you know, a higher ability so I could see what it could potentially look like. And it gave me hope. (laughs) I mean, I I I would even say even... um potentially even lower than plat like uh i know hafu and her crew are around gold at least were gold last time i checked in that was maybe a couple weeks ago or whatever but um Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is if you look at hafu in particular and i don't know how much of her you watch but she just is one of my 
people that I see, and I saw her playing Valorant, and you had mentioned it one time, so I'm just taking this as an example, but, um, like, she, for instance, is, like, probably skill-wise, at least aim-wise, like, far, far below gold, I would say, like, in the silver sort of area, but because they play as a team, and they have a positive mindset, and they work together, like, she can hang in gold, um, and that's kind of the beauty of this game, too, um, is that, and we'll talk more about later about how we tried to curate, essentially, that exact same experience for everyone, um, but that's awesome. And I, I, I want to just acknowledge, though, like, when we were coming at how do we solve, like, getting people up to speed, like, this, to me, I would say this is, I'm not going to say it's the hardest, but it is one of the hardest games or game modes or game styles like, I've ever played, ever. Like, it, this game has, I in some senses, right, like, in some times, in some places, I'm probably giving 110% of my entire human being, and I am just, like, settling just slightly above average like you know what i'm saying like and that's my like life's career's work uh it's just insanely hard and there is so many things that people have to learn before they can even really start to play this game and we've been thinking about maybe making this podcast uh for a little while at least i have but the reason why we've waited till this point is that i feel now we've had a number of five stack games that felt like actually playing the real game and not just learning and I feel like it's the perfect point where it's like, oh my God, we're actually playing the game. And I want us to take a moment to step back and reflect on just how much we had to grow in order to get here. Because mm-hmm. like, guys, like, like we had to learn all five maps because we don't get to choose a map. Like everyone had to know all the bullshit spots and all the angles on every fucking map before we could get here. Oh, that's another really I'm... good tip. I Just like a random side thing that we did... For me, while I, um, I, I have issues with directions. Like I'm one of those people who has a hard time figuring out. Like I can't. Like if I am in a new place, like I and I drive somewhere once, it's gonna take me like 20 more tries to figure out how to do that without my GPS on. Just not good with directions. I have a hard time with left and right, and so callouts were really difficult for me. And so one thing we would do is McCoy would watch me deathmatch, and he would just call out wherever I was. Um, and wherever the enemies were. Yeah. So, yeah, and when the enemies were. Which, like, it, boy, if you have a buddy who can do that for you, that's the only reason that I know a lot of... I still don't know all the call-outs, and sometimes I'm just like, they're behind us! Um, but, boy, that was a lifesaver. Because... I literally shouted that today in a match that yeah. we were playing. Yep. And it wasn't helpful at all. <laughs> it's hard, though. Like it. That there's, there's a big learning curve on, like, learning the maps and learning what everything is called. Notably, also, yeah. yeah, stream. That's another good reason why why streams are mm-hmm. also a good uh, thing to watch. Just because that's how I learned a lot of a lot more of my callouts than what like the typical, I guess, I don't know, like well known callouts are for maps. Like I don't know, I didn't realize that on like Ascent B site there was a thing called Lane, and Lane is like specifically if you're looking at the site, it's on the left side or something like that. But I learned that's called Lane through watching streams, so um, that's also helpful. Uh, but I was also gonna say like I think notably um, up until this point of doing five stack unrateds, another thing I just wanted to call out is that usually whenever like Elena and I would play with McCoy, Raph, and James, it would typically be in the environment of, oh, let's just have like a 
let's just let's just play some sprite rush and sometimes that's fueled by alcohol i'm not going to mention what happened after the third cyberpunk episode but i may have asked everyone to queue for a spike (laughs) at some point (laughs) like but like but also like those poor developers let's spike rush (laughs) for their memory like (laughs) sorry sorry but like i i think the uh the transition also from just casually playing spike rushes to maybe playing more intense spike rushes to then playing unrated is actually a very it's a it's a higher um skill up skill step i I don't know it's a it's it's a greater step than you might think one because spike rushes are just meant to you know your setup period is a lot shorter the guns are random you have all of your abilities and so like Spike rush usually happens to just be a complete rush that, in my knowledge of playing with these guys, like always would end up with me bottom fragging and like Raph, James, and McCoy just top fragging. And then I'm just like, haha, that was fun, guys. Well, I'll see you next Saturday. Like, (laughs) that would be typically how that goes. And so that was another reason why I was interested in just doing more unrateds because obviously unrated has the more slow pace more um i guess deliberate buy phases more deliberate ability um ability executions and so like um just being able to slow the game down a bit but then also slow it down to a more serious pace um not necessarily try hard, but just at least have to think about like where we're all going instead of just rushing a site and mowing everybody down or being mowed down ourselves. Um, you know, I think that was surprisingly just a greater step of game knowledge that I had to have than I initially anticipated, I think, coming into this. Yeah, but it's interesting because it's both of those things at once. Is like, it's both... Uh greater step of game knowledge like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to know about you know like what intel is flowing around the map you're gonna have to know about rotations you're gonna have to know about like all sorts of things um but like you said also it is it can be slower especially if you stop rushes with using your utility and you slow the game down and force them to play a sort of more macro game and so then counterintuitively like if you are training for unrated there is nothing better than unrated for it um unless you're practicing like microcosms of your skill. And I think that's what we worked on a lot with Spike Rush was like, okay, Spike Rush is the place where you get all of your abilities. And we learned that early on, like that it's a great place to practice abilities. If you want to go practice Yoru, which we have done, uh, put it in Spike Rush. And then Escalation is like a great, like it's like deathmatch, but not as intense. It's more about just like movement and running around and shooting with different guns. And then, you know, deathmatch is like specific to an individual gun in a sort of more maybe more aggro environment and so it's like we definitely like honed our practice to match the different game modes but at the end of the day if you want to get good at unrated i mean at some point once you have a certain level of competency you have to go out there and do it um and in some ways it's actually easier it's not going to be easy but in some ways it is easier because spike rush it's like i can't one of the things I was trying to teach Zoe on Brimstone was like, you don't need to throw your smokes immediately unless they pressure. But then in Spike Rush, it's like, well, I, I they just pressure. So it's just like, right. there's no lesson there. Right. And so I think there's like a lot of bad habits that can be formed by just doing repetitive Spike Rushes uh, for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I, I think that a part of that is also just my own fears in playing, I guess, more intense games. I feel like whenever I play, and I was like this in League of Legends as well, where I didn't play a lot of unranked games in League. Instead, I like I like to play ARAMs because ARAM was more of a quote-unquote joke game mode. And so therefore, I didn't feel bad if people flamed me or whatnot for my own play style because I'm like, well, it's just, it's not a real game mode. <laughs> it's a joke game mode. And so the step to Unrated was actually like a big step for me personally, just because like that was also kind of just putting me more into what the game is actually about. Um, but obviously I still have that caveat now of it being a five stack because then at least my four other compatriots know me and therefore won't flame me if I make a mistake. I mean, James will gonna... but... <laughs> Hey! No, I'm so kidding. That is so not true. Yeah. So not true. It's so not true. <laughs> um, but no, it's awesome. And I wanted to say like just quickly for the people out there, like one of the things that I thought was really cool um, that I heard from both of our new players was basically just like, don't, I, I don't want to be pigeonholed in Spike Rush and Escalation. Although Elena may actually I just love. I would play love... Escalation until the cows come home. Yeah, that's super I would play it funny. all day, every day. <laughs> and honestly, that may be in the cards. But but the thing is that like, it is a mental hurdle or it can be. And in fact, what, what I would say like traditional multiplayer gamers feel is uh, ladder anxiety when it comes to ranked which is a very similar mechanism to the anxiety here of jumping to unrated, like the real game mode. And in fact, it's even worse in Counter-Strike. This is one of the things that Counter-Strike does really poorly is that the unrated quote-unquote mode in, in that is called casual and it's 10v10, which is not the same thing. So it's not a unrated version of the actual game. And so you have to play competitive in Counter-Strike if you want to play Counter-Strike. And that is a huge fucking hurdle for people. Like, wait, I'm going to play competitive with the same person? Like, because for instance, I was, I was actually telling someone this the other day. Like, when I'm playing on, like, lesser accounts, asterisk, I never would do this right. Um, I, when I'm doing this, like, I, and they're ranked, I, I don't try out characters. Like, very, I don't try out characters that I haven't practiced. If I've practiced them, I'll try them out. Like, they don't have to be my main characters. But I, I don't want to go into someone else's ranked game in silver or gold and play a poor breach because I'm learning, quote unquote. I think it's disrespectful to them. Like, I, they're trying their absolute hardest to win, and it just feels shitty that I'm not. Um, and so that feeling of, like, I don't want to let down my team, therefore I don't want to play competitive... Therefore, I don't want to play Unreal. Like these sorts of concepts, I think are like, they're here. And I think they're kind of here for everyone. And it's like, it's a sign of like being respectful. Like you don't want to, you don't want to fuck someone else's game up. But then at the end of the day, when it, that's the beauty of the five stack, you're not going to fuck our games up. We're all good with this. Let's get some reps. Um, and that's really, it's really awesome. And I think we had the great fortune of doing so much practice before we did our unrateds for real. And we did some unrateds that like we got wrecked in or whatever and it was fine. But we've watched so much and we've talked so much about the game and we've worked on characters and we've swapped roles around and we've like whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now that we've we've actually had some good unrated experiences and I feel like like now people know what it is. Now here's where you start to learn um, in the small steps and not the big steps. Um, do you guys feel that? I'm just curious if you guys feel that in the sense of like, I feel like we made small adjustments in our last session, you know, like maybe like, okay, we'll play this position slightly differently or we'll rotate slightly differently or the smoke will come slightly differently. 
But like at some point we were actually just playing our game, like that thing that we know. And uh, I ask you guys that, but I also actually want to sort of bring and open this to, to James and Raphael too, because today we played some games with just the three of us and we didn't have you guys to play with. And we were technically playing in a much higher skill bracket uh, of ranked. And yet, oh my God, tell me if I'm wrong. It did not feel that way. The amount of times I got shot in the back because the motherfucker didn't say shit when they left their position. Holy fuck. It was brutal. So it's one of those things that I just wanted to extend that knowledge to you guys to be like, I, I at least was missing the five stack today <laughs> in, in the, in the yep. gold games we were playing. Absolutely. Yeah. um i mean i was also feeling that like skill differential of the enemies of like man these people just fucking wreck me sometimes Mm. feels awful uh (laughs) but um i definitely also felt the lack of um of like team cohesion that I feel like we've developed as uh, five people. Um, and like, even, even when Zoe and Elena were like just learning the game, like just at the very beginning, um, the fact that you guys were on voice and talking about shit and then, like doing things <laughs> feels better than 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 some of the people that we get matched with randomly like dramatically better yeah and i and i think like, that that's like that's the big thing is like on voice like we are we're all on a discord channel when we do these five stacks and therefore like we are just constantly like during an unrated we never like socialize in the sense of like talking about our lives. Like we're always talking about the game and therefore that's how we're able to make those small adjustments, you know, just being Mm -hmm. like, Hey James, how is that smoke on B? Do you want me to delay that a little bit more? Yeah. I'd like you to delay that a little bit more. My camera couldn't see shit. Okay. My bad. We'll, we'll adjust. Like those are stuff that you just simply cannot like try and communicate with somebody even through like, I think, the voice chat that valorant provides itself um yeah absolutely and i was actually really struggling with that today Mm -hmm. um where i was like hey you don't need to watch this angle like i got it don't worry and i i said that to this guy four rounds in a row and he was still like just right there at the angle and i was like don't don't peek that you might you might die like i i can i can get that with my cypher camera and um like every single time he was just there and i don't know it um <clears throat> it was a little bit frustrating <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> Oh, yes. But this is like the perfect primer for this experience. It it might lead to us being a little tired, a little bit tapped out, trying to control some random people who, by the way, we're we're good in their own respect. We're doing things in the game that were interesting and cool. But the just not being on the same page, not being on the same wavelength is just I cannot uh, 
I cannot understate it. It's something you even see in the pro scene where every once in a while an org, an esports org, will come around specifically from another game and buy just every good player they can possibly find and shove them on a roster together. And they're good. Like, trust me, like five of the top best players in the world on a team together can do very, very well, but they always lose to a coordinated team where you look at them and it's funny because the narrative becomes, well, this coordinated team has the five best players in the world. It's like, no, they don't. They really don't, but they have the best teamwork in the world and it is making them look amazing. And so it's just, um, there is, and I, I, I want to, I want to just like, underscore this point because it's one of my large pet peeves with Valorant but you have to understand it now is that Riot has once again with this game in the same sort of way that they did to League of Legends started to create a community of solo duo queue that's what they have created because if you are in Immortal which of course none of us are okay fair enough but if you are in Immortal and you say are a streamer like the majority of them there was a point in time a literal cutoff where the patch notes just came through uh, apropos of nothing and just said you can no longer play with your friends ever again only one and imagine that like imagine zoe being who you are and the game developer saying you can no longer play with your friends because you're good enough at this game like that is literally what they have said there is no place except for unrated can you <laughs> except for unrated for the like pros to play with each other and it is just a horrifying nightmare of a psychology place to be because what we feel is we are all growing inter-game cohesion. We have built cohesion through days and weeks and months and different game modes and all these side conversations about when to throw smokes and when to back each other up and how to rotate. And all of that is giving us all this dividends. It's, it's paying back. We're, we're getting all this value and teamwork and we're trying, we're doing our best. And this has been removed for the pros. Just taken away because because they believe solo queue is the way. And if you have ever seen someone play solo queue, I challenge you to tell me that they're having fun because they're not. They're saying the same shit we're saying. I told this guy four times to do this thing and he didn't do it, I don't understand. Because it turns out the beauty of this game is not just to be able to click people well, although trust me, God, when you click people well, motherfucker, it feels amazing, no doubt. We've all felt it. And plus, dude, everyone here has had some clutches in our five. Everyone here has had some clutches. And trust me, your heart mm -hmm. will pound. But what really, really is fun about this game is like learning and growing and like fixing mistakes and like building a machine and like having that machine like start to lift off and like start to stop certain rushes every time so that your opponents have to adapt and become creative and rotate out and do sorts of stuff like that. And we have done that. Um, but when you play solo queue, you have no guarantee, regardless of how high skill your solo queue metric is, that, that the people you're playing with know how to instinctually support you in what you're trying to do or you to support them. So it's just imagine that literally what we have right now, which is the baby steps of teamwork, has been removed from the pro scene. And so nice. Like, like <laughs> do you think NA is going to get better when they can't play with each other? Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Actually, um, I mean, on the subject of the pro scene, I was uh, watching a stream last night of uh, one of the casters, and he's actually um, been in talks with Riot and with the pros setting up a Discord server um, specifically to create 10-man 
um like games and their own like ranking so that they don't have to solo queue <laughs> but the rest of so us? that all of yeah. these really good players can uh actually just play together like invite only and shit yeah when i feel like from our stance too at least from mine like one of the reasons that i like playing as a five stack is that it removes a lot of the like the chaos and so it makes it a lot easier to mm-hmm. learn things so like for example, I've been learning how to play Killjoy, and but playing with you guys means that I can just run to the exact same site every single time. Like I'm like, oh yes, we are playing Icebox. I will run to A, always, and I have never had to deal with B ever. And that made my learn my learning process a lot faster and easier because it was just essentially it was streamlined. Like I only had to learn half of the sites if I'm setting up like a Killjoy defense. Um, so I feel like especially like I mean that's obviously pros know how to play both sites and that's not a problem for them but as someone who's just learning it's really nice to have people who are like oh yeah okay you go do this one i'll do these and you never have to worry about it you never have to like get into that thing where like you're like you're starting off the round and like some random guy runs to your place and like tries like tries to set up where you are and you're just like this is all i can do i need you to leave um Mm-hmm. You're harsh and my mellow, dude. Please, yeah. back off. Yeah, it's more like, dude, I've watched one YouTube video and it's on this side. <laughs> like, I need your fucking help. <laughs> no, here. exactly. That's literally what I did. Like, when I first started learning how to play Killjoy, I watched some YouTube videos and I would sit there yeah. and watch the YouTube video of like how to set up defense for Killjoy on blank map. And essentially, like, I just did one map a day. So I'd be like, boy, I really hope we get to play Ascent today because that's that's the one that I just watched. It's all I know how to do right now. Yeah. Um, and so that just having that like backup was really helpful when playing a five stack. Um, and too, like we used to use the buddy system a lot. We still do, but like everyone got a buddy. It was like, okay, McCoy, you're going to go as Zoe because McCoy was like plays a, a smoke character in his higher level games pretty consistently. And Zoe was learning how to play Brimstone. It's so, like they would go together and like do smoker stuff. And I would like sit over. And, so we all just like kind of had a buddy. And we're like, okay, you two go to this site together and like here's what you're going to do. Um, and it was, yeah, that was a really nice way to learn. Yeah. We put, we, we put a lot of thought and effort into how to learn because yeah, it's, you have to understand these games, uh, the matchmaking systems and whatever are balanced for variety and variety, I would say is the, is in opposition to learning, right? Like what you're talking about, Elena is like, I got to play the same site and the same character over and over and over and over again. And that's how you learn. Um, whereas variety would be you got to play different characters on different setups on different maps and it does give you a type of learning a general knowledge for sure but one of the best things we ever did was kind of just like solidify on our characters when our our maps and on our positions and on our maps and then just just play just play and figure it out um and and i just i just love that and actually i do want to talk about that a little bit i know i'm jumping around sections a little bit but i actually did want to talk about people's characters and stuff and i and i wanted to talk about you had already mentioned uh both you and zoe sort of started on sage because it kind of is like that that catch-all mm-hmm. like start support character um asterisk sage is is so amazing i hope you guys will all come back to sage someday and now that when you're more skilled and realize that she scales with your skill she is so amazing um, it's truly incredible, all the way to the highest skill in the whole game. You can play Sage and find new stuff to do with her um, because your map knowledge does influence what she does and when. But getting you guys both off of that Sage and onto something 
different, I think, was a huge, huge difference. And I wanted to talk about that. And specifically, like, Zoe, going to Brimstone, going to a smoker, what what inspired you to do that? I'm curious. I have no idea. It, it seemed to come out of nowhere from my perspective, but it was awesome. We supported it, and it seemed to fit well. Thank you. Um, I I think it was just more in that I was kind of... I was reflecting on my own play style, and often when I play Sage, I just play very passively. And so what typically happens is that I am so keyed in on everyone else that when it comes down to the wire to me being on my own, I'm like a chicken with my head cut off because I'm like, there's no one to heal. There's no one to wall. I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, and so often I'd find myself in a lot of matches just like just simply dying and therefore just not being dependable. And I don't know, that feels bad, man. So I just wanted to play, I, I wanted to, exp one, expand my agent pool just because I don't like to be pigeonholed into one agent period. But then also I just wanted to play an agent that has effectiveness across the map. Um, and so that even if I wasn't top fragging, I was maybe at least helping out with like vision or whatnot. And so smokers have always been uh, like the style of agent that I had been looking at for a while. Um, however, like things like um, Omen looked way too intense for me, at least mechanic wise. Um, Jet. <laughs> there's no way i'm playing jet right now because like i said was used to a passive play style and jet is anything but passive um and um i get i don't know any other smokers there's actually astra. that i'm thinking of i mean astra was brand new, this, yeah yeah this was like before i guess astra was even on the map that i was thinking about then this, the but other one would be viper yeah. say viper but like viper has viper and just seems scary well but this is important right well because, and actually for yes. and that, that was for for a bit there i was learning viper lineups for a while because i was like huh maybe viper something i want to do but yeah the lineups that viper had to do pre-patch i would have to say because now i think her lineups have been made at least a little bit easier given the new patch um but yeah, like learning Viper, I just, I always ended up forgetting about her kit just because it was just way too, uh, yeah, mechanically intensive in terms of the lineups and in terms of needing to smoke at the right time. Plus she has her whole like poison meter that she has to mitigate along with the smokes. Like I just wanted to play a smoke character that had basic smokes and Brimstone was it. Um and I had seen McCoy play Brimstone a lot, and I was like, you know what, that seems cool. But also, I w had been watching a streamer um, who was around gold level, I think, and he was playing Brimstone a lot. And just watching his stream, I was like, you know, that looks fun. I will do that. And the rest is history, I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my question, my follow-up, I mean, I have so many questions about Brimstone, and this doesn't need to be the Brimstone interview show, but... Um... Would you consider, like, 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 just from your and this is non-committal, but you know, would you consider Omen on certain maps? Like, would you consider picking him up if you feel like he is a stronger smoker, or is your advantage right now Brimstone through and through, in and out, keep all the variables consistent, figure out what he can do, get really, you know, like, like, what's your strategy there with the smoker? I do want to work my way up to Omen for sure. Okay. Um, I have watched. I mean, the only Omen player that I've watched so far is Annie Mall, and she 
like she's very like yeah well and she like very rarely plays omen as well she always defaults to like sage or killjoy anyway and her omen games are few and far between and usually when i typically watch her omen games it's when she's like on the tail end of a 24-hour stream and she's tilting the fuck and out of everything and so maybe not the best person just, to watch. yeah just like just my hot take on her uh omen is that she will play omen because okay when you talk about, you know, the meta and, like, whatever, and people talk about which characters are a must, um, there's all sorts of talk, right? And people, like, NA always thought you must have a jet. You must have what they called one of them jet players, probably from Overwatch. Maybe Raphael turns out. Raphael can do jet. Um, but, like, you know, there's that sort of thing. And then people talk, they talk about Cypher for the longest time. You must have a Cypher. And then there was Cypher and Killjoy that got added to the game. So you must have a gear character, some uh some 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 relevance or whatever um and for a while people said you must have a sage and this is all well and good but what they were silently not saying is that what actually matters is none of that but you must have a smoke character it is not a debate you must have a smoke character and in fact we played a game today where viper was our solo smoker and it wasn't good enough uh, for us to make takes now that's not a slight on viper viper is a unique character and she is a great support um to your smoker or on very specific maps she can do all the smoking duties but the thing is you need a smoker you need 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 a smoker and so that is just i think something like worth saying and like worth understanding is that like there is a dedicated role for smoker and it is a it is a separate thing but it, it is an absolute must because you can literally get away with no duelists you don't need duelists you don't need gear characters they're all awesome in their own way but you don't need anything except to cut off heaven where that guy's going to shoot everyone. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. the rest is just icing. Um, cool. So if you're going to work up to Omen, that is cool. Uh, yeah, her Omen... That's, that's one by thing. the way, yeah. like, for anybody listening who doesn't know this game, working up to Omen does not mean, like, Omen is a better character than Brimstone. Like... He's not a better character. It's just, it's like a vertical choice. And in my opinion, at least. <laughs> There's a debate. Yeah. But, but, but like working up to choosing a new character. Yeah. With the differences. Yeah. I think it just comes down to, I guess, maneuverability. Omen is a smoke character who also teleports. So therefore positioning, I think, is a lot better in Omen's case than, say, Brimstone's case. Uh, that yeah. said, Brimstone also has a molly that really helps with zoning that Omen just simply... Yep. I mean, he Omen does have, like I guess, a blind yes. that he can uh, send out and everything, but it's just a different type of zoning. Yeah. So yeah, it's all just right. in terms of the type of play style. Um, one thing I wanted to ask, though, uh, because McCoy briefly mentioned it, and I have always been curious about this, but also um, Raphael... When I first started playing with you guys, you were you you stole my Sova from me because I also was trying to learn Sova for a while, and then suddenly Raph is like, "Oh, I play Sova," and I'm like, "Well, he plays Sova a lot more than I do. Go ahead, sir. You can take the Sova." And then suddenly, mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden, I'm seeing you play more aggressive people like Jet and Yoru. So, what is the evolution of that character development? Uh, hmm. So let's see. I guess 
initially I was pretty like I was just trying out a lot of characters. I don't think I What was I playing before Sova? You you played Rays, I, I was Rays, gonna say like Rays. I think when I first Rays, played yep. with you you played a lot of Rays. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Yeah. And really Hello No <laughs> Exactly. Oh my god. Really quick anecdote though, when I was first playing with Raphael, I remember playing with him and watching his perspective and being like Okay, so he has no idea about the map movements and things that are going on in this game, and he just has no idea about this game. And then I was like, but his op is hell good. <laughs> like, I could see it right when we were first starting to play when you were playing Raze. I was like, oh my god, he just put down three people with the op. And I'm like, he doesn't even know how hard that is. Like, he's just here chilling. Like, it just fits him. So anyways, I don't know. I remember those Raze days being like, holy shit, this guy. Okay. That was in, like, the first, the first month of yeah. the game existing. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... Like, in similar games, I've generally tried to be pretty diverse in play styles. Like, uh, I I like to play a lot of different agents or champions or whatever. Uh, so, initially I was going for that, and I think I was talking to McCoy about, like, I, I feel like I should learn a smoke character. And he was like, mm, you should try, like, Brimstone. And then I think I saw Average Jonas stream and average Jonas is like a sova main who does a lot of like developing lineups and he maintains like a discord server where he has all of these lineups and it's like here's when you is use this, this one. the jonas that they always mention in yes. the stream yes and he casts occasionally yep. too oh my god he started from the beta yeah. and he was a sova main who figured out lineups and made youtube videos and reddit gifts about them and then just created a community and is now just like revered and just, he's also yeah, just like as an like opera a... singer so it yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, like, whenever I watch competitive, and then some competitive Sova does something, they're like, "Hmm, I'll have to consult Jonas about that one." <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a thing, and I'm just like, "Who the fuck is this Jonas guy?" But there we go. Yeah, his name is Average Jonas. For those who are curious, it's just a fantastic name, and it's a fantastic personality, and he just, he's just like, he's just knee deep in lineups, bro. Like he he was creating montages early on in the in the game like beta and, and past where he i don't want to say he created but like did he not um like essentially like popularize the the double shock dart where you you have two lineups one that's supposed to take longer than the the second one and you line them up and they're supposed to take uh just the amount of time so that when you shoot both of them as quick as you can you actually land both shock darts at the same spot at the same time. So it requires two lineups, which is two more than any normal person would actually learn. And you need two of them. But if you land that shit, that person just dies and the whole lobby just loses their mind. Yeah, so so for context, a shock dart, like when it lands, it does like a pulse of electricity around it. And it does a bit more than half of a character's like max health uh, if they haven't yeah. been damaged yet. So landing two of them, you could actually kill the entire enemy team if they were all clumped up there <laughs> the sova dream yeah um yeah so then i think like mccoy was playing around with molly lineups on brimstone and i started fiddling with sova ones around the same time and then i was like wait i just spent like two hours after midnight like <laughs> fiddling with lineups i think i might enjoy this yep <laughs> <laughs> yep um yeah, so that's how I ended up playing a bunch of Sova. Uh, but then, like, in in Overwatch and stuff, I like to play, like, sort of a very aggressive style, actually in StarCraft as well. Um, 
because I feel like a lot of the fun is sort of in uh, just like surprising your opponents. Um, yeah. And I had kind of tried that with raves, and like when I was first learning the game, and it wasn't really working. Uh, <laughs> probably because there's a whole lot of other stuff to learn, um, and also like it's hard to know what will surprise your opponents when you don't know what they're expecting yet. Um, so I think I like built up a lot of just general game knowledge while doing Sova. And then um, I started trying Jet to do that aggressive play style. I think also I'd watched some games where like Jet was starting to be used um, in like a defensive op style. Uh Right. And opping was also something I was interested in. Yeah. And I just I just wanted to say like this getting Raphael dirty to... good at. Yeah. Jet so Yeah. Yeah. What... I guess some other context here is that I have a really high sensitivity. Uh like I think I halved it after McCoy was like, yo, that sensitivity is whack. Um... <laughs> Quote on Yeah, you halved it and your sensitivity <laughs> and it, and is still, still higher than it's still like yeah, eight times the highest pro sensitivity so yeah, yeah i don't know yeah. Uh, and yet it you seems still to work for me just like kill people and it's insane oh yeah oh yeah so Raphael is what i would describe as and i i, I noticed this earlier like i said with the zop like he is a completely unique player i've never seen anyone like him and i probably will never see anyone on or like him again I, I mean to say and that's fine. We all have our uniqueness to us. But, like, if you think I'm unique, like, you're wrong. Like, I'm just a rare breed. But but you, Raphael is unique. Do you understand? There's a difference between a rare breed and unique. And so whenever I sit there, I'm like, that, that sensitivity is whack, asterisk. But I really have no idea, like, what is going on in that, like, unique <laughs> world you got over there. So, like, you know, do what you do. But one of my pet projects, not actually, but I like to think of it this way, was essentially getting Raphael to be aggressive again. Because I could feel it inside of him. I could feel it. But, right, we all were punished really hard um, when we started. And I think, I mean, you know, you guys are probably being punished right now for some aggressive plays you want to make. Um, and it happens that way. And we needed to do a lot of of groundwork and practice before we could get back to aggression. And actually, maybe even the introduction introduction of escalation may have even been a turning point mm-hmm. for our group's aggression level. Um, because, That's right. Right? Because, like, all of a sudden, we're, like, holding D. Or, and... but also, like, escalation just makes it, well, I guess it's not okay because we do want to win. But, like, you know, escalation is kind of just a shit show, and everyone's just running around, and you get spawned in random places. So, like, sometimes it's just, it makes, the escalation is a game mode that makes it okay to just YOLO run in and be really aggressive. And... Sometimes you don't even mean to be really aggressive. You just realize that you're in the middle of their team. You're like, well, I'm here now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I agree. I think Escalation is really good. Start firing the marshal like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> basically. Boop. I also think because it forces Boop. you to play with guns like a shotgun. Like you sort of, you can't yeah. be passive with a Bucky. Like if you're going to kill right. someone with a Bucky, you're going to have to go get in their face somehow, which is like practicing being aggressive or practicing like what that feels like. Um like, you can't be scared and sitting there with a shorty, like, long range trying to... It's just not going to work. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I think escalation forces you into aggression. And, and I like it. And and I will just say, like, for the longest time, and tell me if you agree with this, Raphael, but there was this, like, just classic 
sort of disconnect with all of the teams that we ever played. Like like James talked to me about this too. Uh, or, or at least acknowledge if you think it's real. But like my natural play style is very aggressive. However, I felt like I need like need is like a understatement for the smoke character and it and the smoke character needs to like understand smokes they can't just like throw smokes like you know what i mean they can't just like smoke everywhere they've got to smoke the right places hopefully around the right time um for the game to continue um and so for the longest time i was like pushing like rafael and james to be more aggressive but i wasn't there with them and i kept being like yeah i can't be there with you because if i die with the smokes like we're fucked and it was just this like push pull that made like no fucking sense. And it took so long for us to get there. But I feel like there was a point where we started to like click and have some success with more aggressive play styles. And that kind of changed everything. And I think with our five stack now, it's changed again now that Zoe's take, taking smokes. Like I can now be there in the front lines with the aggression. And it's it's an entirely different look for our play styles than I think we've had before. And it, it, it feels... I mean, like we haven't even talked about it, but, but Raphael's been playing Yoru now, which is like, you want to talk about aggressive, Yoru is just... You're not even playing the character right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, exactly. I just had to yeah. be yeah. there. Yeah, there was one round where I think I got an ace, and yeah. <laughs> before that, he, I, I had, like, the Yoru had teleported in, and I shot him as he teleported in, and then he was like, Yoru sucks, man. And then I got an ace, and then I was like, nah. And then he was like, you're not even using his abilities. <laughs> like, well, you don't need to if you can just click all the heads. Yeah. Oh, God. There's a beautiful trajectory of all of my old Counter-Strike friends that I've played with where they start playing the game and they don't know any abilities and they reject playing with them because they seem complicated and hard. And those motherfuckers frag like you've never seen. Frag being the term, it means get kills. So they kill like you've never seen. So these people that come straight from Counter-Strike come to this game and they are just killing everyone. And then, and they're always playing Phoenix, right? They're always playing Phoenix. They're killing everyone. And then they have a bright idea. What if I used a flash and they will never kill as many people again? <laughs> like, do you understand? Like, like, no, but they will flash the entire team. They will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> and and listen, I wish I could be someone who did not fall victim to this, but I did, for sure, and I still do. But it's just this funny thing where it turns out, as as James would say, and he took this from the Magic: The Gathering community and adapted it to this game. But the most powerful card is the credit card, and in the magic, right? And in other card games. Yeah. But the most powerful ability in Valorant is the left click. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and so there's That's this right. beautiful moment where people try to, and so there is like a, 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 a gap where you're going to be using abilities wrong. And it was funny because some of the best Yoru Raphael has ever played is like where he used the teleport in a particular way that got a lot of value. And then not a lot else. He just was in the right place with his gun out, and I cannot even begin to explain to you how awesome that is. Um, but yeah, like, Rafael, like, what happened? What, like, what, like, were you just at a certain level where you were just like, okay, I'm willing to try like a more aggressive character? And I, because I remember there was like a little bit there where you were like, I don't know if dashing in there works. And I was like, try it again. <laughs> just like, just for me, just humor me. Try it again. Like, what was, what was, the, what was that period like? like? Like, did it? Well, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I had, I had been playing a bit like on my own and a bit with you, and I was like, I feel like I do the same jet things like in both scenarios. 
but it just doesn't work when I'm on my own. Unlucky. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think like having the team understand what aggressive play you're going to make uh, is like very important because like a lot of these aggressive plays are putting yourself in a really risky spot, and a lot of the value is that your opponents are turning around to look at you and your teammates can shoot them in the back of the head when they do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sometimes you shoot them in the back of the head instead, or you just win the duel. Uh, but a lot of the time you're dashing in and just causing chaos and then dying. And if nobody makes use of that window, then you just died. And that's all. Yeah. I think one of my favorite five stack moments of recent history was we had ske- we had a play session scheduled, and I guess oh McCoy and James both had to go shower, so we had like a twenty minute. <laughs> we had- well, we did. That's what you were doing. McCoy, so-, so Raphael was like, "Okay, cool. Like you guys go shower, and I will teach a seminar on how to rush." Mm. And so Raphael like <laughs> took us in, and I th- we must have played Spike Rush. It was me and him and Zoe. Yeah. And I think like the f- my favorite new skill is that I just learned that if you're gonna rush something, Raphael in like in like the nicest, calmest voice was like, "Okay, so here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna come up to this wall. You're gonna get your knife out, and you're gonna knife it to show your aggression." And I'm like, I mean, okay. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm like, we're sitting up there, like learning how to. I mean, anyone who would have been able to hear us would have been like, these people are nuts. We were just chilling there, <laughs> knifing the wall, like learning how to show your dominance, and then like learning how to run in immediately and and go rush something. Um, I don't know. I love it, and now I like rushing a lot because before I was like I don't understand. I'm always behind everybody, and like I just die, and I don't get it. Um, but now I love a good rush, and I like to go up to the wall and knife to show my dominance. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah and it's a good feeling. Yeah, and and something I will call out for you specifically, Elena, is that. After this rush lesson that you got, I I noticed you were creating a lot of space on the entries into sites on. Two oh, sites. I just need someone to say we're going, and I'm like, great, I'm there, and I'm knife at the wall, and I'm like, let's fucking go, and then I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but what's amazing about that is that like, and I think James was noting this, but I, I was noting it too, is that like, like you were either trading us or we were trading you. It was mostly you were trading me, but I was helping. But like, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. what I will say. To- I did- Sorry, can I interject? Sure. I also, one thing I really like about playing with a five stack is like you all get to know each other and you watch their play a lot. And so now I have like three older brothers, which is weird because one of like, anyways, we're not going to dig into that too deeply. But Freud. <laughs> Freud. <laughs> but I have like these three older brothers who like give me advice. And so like the other day, like I, James had died and was watching me and it was a, it was like the second or third round. So I had bought a Spectre and James watched it and was quiet for the whole thing and watched me try and clutch with this thing. And then afterwards, just called me and goes like, Elena, I don't think you should ever buy that gun again. <laughs> I was like, I think you should just buy ghosts because you suck with the specter. And I was like, I mean, he said it in more a more eloquent way than that, in a nicer no, way. Yeah, what I said was, you're really good at firing one or two bullets and then resetting your um, spray, the, the variants. Right. And then firing again. And you have actually very good target acquisition and um, and crosshair placement to be able to find people's heads. Um, However. And, <laughs> and the specter is not about that. The specter is about getting as many bullets in the vague direction of an enemy as possible. And so 
you were like firing two bullets that would go around where you were trying to click and then firing two more. And this person who you were firing at, like, didn't even know you were there at all. (laughs) And then saw these bullets, like, hitting a barn door behind them. (laughs) Um, And then turned around and just killed you. And if you had a ghost, a cheaper gun, you would have just killed them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like hands down. Like, I don't know. I so. love that. I love those like little pieces of advice and like little aggression lessons. And like that to me is what makes playing with a five stack really fun. I mean, there's a lot of like yeah. the teamwork is fun. And, like understanding what's going on is really fun. But also just like the little moments of like getting to watch you guys clutch or getting to have James be like, maybe no with that one it's just that's that's my favorite part yeah and i want to give james specifically a shout out for this because i think james has actually like been very pivotal to some of these lessons because i remember another one was when he was watching you and you were trying to plant the bomb and said you (laughs) as killjoy which ended up being one of the best alts no no the best alt you have ever had and I've it's had not even close real duds. well okay but this one was not just like good yeah, it was like was we've all it was like incredible this was pro level alting yeah because it was it was in the <laughs> tube on b bind and as a result it pushed everyone and they were and everyone being their entire team out of elbow where they were um and just made them run out and just like reconsider their whole life strategy um and it was so good so he killed both of them Yes, yes. And even, um, I don't think they got killed on the way out, but there was a shot opportunity on the way out um, as well, which is just one of those situations where it's like the amount of shot opportunities you created were like insane. Um, But it's funny because it was so good that I was like, she probably doesn't know she hasn't planted, but because there's like 15 seconds left on the timer. That's important, right? So it's like, so it's like (laughs) she has to plant really soon. Like, it's true, pros do play with a lot of a dangerous game with when to plan, and there's a whole meta game there, and it's a beautiful thing. But I was like, this is so fucking good. Maybe this is an intentional play. And James was like, Elena by the bomb. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and that was a, a fantastic call out in that, um, in that moment. I even, like, I think, too, like, there's another part of, like, five-step culture, I guess, but, like, I think someone early on being as new as I am. And so I don't know if you feel the same way, but we should like establish these ground rules. It's like if right. I'm in some kind of clutch situation, it was funny because when I would play with you guys, you're all so well trained that if someone is clutching, yeah. you shut the fuck up and let them do what they're going to do. And like maybe you're like five bullets in like a very calm voice. But I was like, yeah. I need someone to tell me what's happening. Like I need you to tell me where to look. I need you to tell me what to do. Do I have the bomb? What? Am- like I, I was like, I need you to tell me. And there have been a couple of times where I just get, like, amazing tips. Like, you'll be sitting there, like, aiming somewhere. And someone will just hear, a little higher. And I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, adjust yeah. my aim. <laughs> like, Raphael will tell me that one. Or there was one where I'd picked up an Odin, and I was looking at a Viper alt. And I think, McCoy, you were, like, on the other side trying to do something. And I was, like, staring at it. Like, what the fuck do I do? And I just hear, just spam it. And so I start spamming it. And then again, like, Raphael's like a little bit lower and so i like i go and i just like i just i love that it's just it's it's fantastic yeah and so okay let's extend that out so do you like the same level of feedback or do you like to be able to hear yourself think during a clutch this is a huge difference people Mm -hmm. have different stylistic approaches to this so we should know 
I think for now I appreciate it. Uh, I, I appreciate the extra comms just because at least for me, it's like I so tunnel vision in my own movements that suddenly when I hear the comm of last player standing and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, Do you want to show? And so like, yeah, there there are a couple times where it's just like, suddenly it's just like, yeah, the tunnel vision comes off and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm alone in this world. And so like, I think there the extra comms are nice just because you're able to, I don't know, like, like I said, like, I, I don't have the map awareness now to understand where people are coming from. So those little tiny, like, you know, little higher or like, oh, they came from kitchen or heaven or something like that. Those are helpful. Um, I mean, I could see that in the future being a hindrance, but I think like right now as a beginner, it's just like, you know, as long as it's like done in a very quiet, calm manner, instead of just being like, fucking old. <laughs> like, I, I do think there was like a time, oh, yeah. like the last five stack that we did where like there were too many cooks in the kitchen, as we like to call it, where we were like trying to tell Elena to yep. alt and oh, yeah. she, she held her ground. She didn't alt. But, and like, I want to say I killed them both. Yes, you I did. I did not fuck alt and yeah. I killed them both. So, so fuck all of you. So it's this thing where there, and we, we talked about this early on with uh, Raphael James and I, and it's something that I think has, this topic has rebubbled now that you guys are new and it's, it's worth talking, but we were talking about like why, like, backseat gaming isn't as effective it can be helpful and it is important if you absolutely make a james level read where you're like holy shit they don't know mm -hmm. then you gotta say something but we talked about how you know we have to we have to get the idea from our brain and it's usually not even from our brain but it's from our body our body is actually really what's playing this game for us. It's like we train our body to like react. That's where flicks come from. Flicks don't come from my brain. Like, well, just like a, little, a degree to the left. Like, no, fuck that. Like, that's all in my in my fucking wrist. So our body's telling us, oh my god, I'm sensing this fear in heaven right now, and you need to lurk into CTs. That's what it's telling you, but it's not telling you in English. It's telling you in body. Okay. So you translate that through your mind to English. Then you translate out that out your mouth in English to the other person, then it runs over Discord, then it hit, lands on the other person's uh, headphones, where then they have to translate it through their mind to body again, which is like a long translation period. And during that time, the dude just walks out and shoots you every fucking time. And so, so we had established relatively early on, at least for us, like, like you wanna keep it relatively quiet. Um, if you possibly can. But of course, when you guys are new, it's a totally different story, right? If you, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, but it's just it's just funny. And, and there's, by the way, there's nothing that cracks me up more than when we're playing in like silver or gold and someone's like trying to backseat game. And I'm like, I don't have the time to explain to you why I don't like your strategy here. And I'd rather do a different one. But like, stop. <laughs> just like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so okay. So, okay, okay. We kind of we brought it up a little bit. I want to talk about it a little bit. Um, this is mostly just what's fun is when when you're playing with Raphael and I and somebody starts trying to like backseat a clutch that you're doing or like any of us, the other two immediately start going like, Shh. <laughs> <laughs> which thank you so much for that. Oh, God, it's it's uh, and yeah, yeah I, I was just going to say, like, that can feel rude in a lot of contexts, but like. In this one, they get it. They're like, oh, yep. I'd kind of want me to shut the fuck up here too. 
<laughs> yeah. And then, guys, I, I will say one of the things that is just so awkward about Discord that I'll never get over is the fact that I'm used to having, I'm someone who processes audibly. That's what I've been told. And to that, I just talk to myself and thought, are they right? Are they really right? <laughs> um, but the point is just that, like, I like to have my own reaction to what just happened. Sometimes it's even loud. And then I like to mic an entirely different concept. Right? Like, I'll be like, what the fuck did he just do? Good try, bro. Like, <laughs> it's just like, that's my approach. That is shit. very true. And so it is, um, it is just, it's just to me, it's like, it's like, it's a whole different thing about like people talking and like when to talk. And I'm used to being able to talk, but not disrupting other people's clutches. Cause I'm just, try as I might, I just struggle being on an open, uh, open discord because i'll say shit like oh, that makes no sense to me and they'll be like what do you mean i'm like uh <laughs> my bad <laughs> whoops fuck like and then like because like i don't mean to say it to the person in the way that but anyways yeah it's 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 been good so i did i did want to talk uh guys would you believe it or not both elena and zoe here the the, the greenest members among us have literally had clutches in our most recent session both of you mm -hmm. um and I just yeah. wanted to... Yeah, we carried your asses last game. We carried our fucking asses. <laughs> we did not, um, McCoy, as Raphael said, quote, dropped 40. And I think Raphael also potentially dropped... It was... Yeah, it was good stuff. What are you going to do when you drop so many kills? How do you... Do you pick them up? What do you do? Um, But so... No, I actually want to talk about this as a, as a really key oh, concept. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did that joke land? Nice. Um, <laughs> but... uh, oh. Like... 12 seconds later and only for James. I know. Well, and I, don't think at least it for someone. I don't think it landed was, in a good way. I was, it, it, it was a, like, I get the joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. God fucking damn. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, where I get the joke is the only thing that you can say about it, right? Like, because you don't, you know, you're one of those people that don't, you don't want to tell a lie. But you don't want to say something that hurts someone's feelings. So you sometimes find yourself in a silent moment, <laughs> right? Like, I think we can all identify with this. Um, but I, 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 I want to tie this back into a concept of at some point in time, we're, we're just throwing out ideas here and we're just letting things just flow naturally and it's awesome. But one of the ideas I wanted to bring up was one of the things that we learned for our five stack along the way that taught us to be playing the right way is at first, when we were um, smurfing and stuff, we were all like trying new characters. And in some cases we were not taking the game super seriously. And we were doing this intentionally. It, like it, that doesn't, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but no, it's not. We were doing this to reduce the pressure on the new players to succeed, right? We don't care if we win or lose, it's all good. We're just fucking around, we're having fun. And that gives a lot of space for people to make mistakes and that's all good. However, we learned at some point, we had this like turning point of like, wait, 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 wait. We would actually prefer to play the game like thoughtfully and intentionally. And this is going to create space for us to actually be able to think and be actually able to like try to do it. And we may not succeed, but we're good. Like we want to like get reps in the actual game and that's going to be the right practice because it, it ended up being like almost harder to to focus on all the new things that you had to learn and sort of have a conversation about Friday night's dinner. Or whatever. Um, and I say that and it sounds ridiculous, right? But like, but but this was an actual learning that we had and an actual process um, that we had. And yeah, so I just, I wanted to like, do, do you guys remember that switch of like where we went from like, okay, hold on, hold on. We're going to take this serious. It doesn't mean try hard. It doesn't mean we're raging if we lose. But it just means like, we're going to take this seriously so you guys can 
have experience with what it actually is like, and so you can work within that. Do you guys, do you guys remember that uh, that switch, and, and what was that like for you guys? Well, I think I remember part of it because, like, one thing that was really hard as a new player was especially on attack round. So defense is, like, much easier, I think, as a new player because you kind of have a spot that you go to, and you just go to there every time. Um like oh yes i watch a lot like whatever you have a role and you just run there and so that's like pretty casual but attack was really hard for me as as a new player and still is because you just like go all these where you just go all over the place and you never know and you're like and then you all there are all these terms like someone will just be like let's do a b split and you're like well, i don't understand what that means um and some people are like going to one part okay. of b and some people aren't and like what are you supposed to do are you supposed to go fast are you supposed and then then my my least favorite turn was well, we'll just play for picks i'm like does that mean? what am I supposed to do <laughs> so when we I remember like there being a switch when we stopped talking during like the buy phase and be ahead of rounds because sometimes we would like chat or someone would talk about something else but as a new player that was actually really hard for me like even though it was more casual I find it really frustrating because I didn't know what to do and so the round would start and I'd be like okay I did this. I'm just gonna follow someone pick pick someone anyone and follow them um and so I remember that part of it. Like, I, re- I I enjoy that part now where if I need to know something, I feel like we, we always talk about it before a round starts. Um, that yeah. was really helpful to me. Is it fair to say, like, that's where a lot of the small adjustments have started to come from? Because I'm thinking recently of, um, of, of Zoe really dialing in about what it means to buy and when and where to buy. Because mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a straightforward uh easily understood system but it's become totally commonplace to people who've played hundreds of games but to people who haven't it's like wait wait, wait, wait. i want to do the right thing i'll do what literally whatever you say but i need to know what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'd love to generate that idea without asking you every time how how do i do that and that was a discussion that was tuned in biphase um right like that was something that we worked on mm-hmm. in biphase and maybe a little bit outside of the game but it was something that could have e- easily been bulldozed by by other other conversation um and i think that's so i do think you have a good sense of of when to buy you don't have to have the best sense but do you think you've gotten better how's how's that a better sense for sure like well i I think it's it's not only just that but it's just also the terminology like Mm -hmm. i i think sometimes for me like save rounds always seem to vary in term like oh I, i always get save and light buy mixed up where people are like, oh, we're going to save. And I'm like, ah, that means specter light shields. But no, that doesn't always mean specter light shields. That means ah. sometimes that you're going to be with a, um, what is the default pistol classic. called? Classic. Yeah, it's like it, sometimes it just means classic and nothing else. Or sometimes it means frenzy and nothing else. Like yeah. just being able to differentiate. Um, it definitely took some reps to understand. And y- you do learn, I guess, like, the the hard way just in terms of like everyone's full buying and you're like i need a drop and people are like we don't have the funds for you because we actually saved last round i'm like ah ah makes sense (laughs) (laughs) i will go bulldog this round (laughs) right and like oh my god if you what's so fascinating is that like if that's what happens to you in a multi-game learning scenario what happens to us when we're playing with random people and we're trying to explain that to them and then they make that mistake it's like it's just a different world because if it's you it's like oh like no big deal this is what you got to do like okay hold on let's like work on this later but hard to explain now because we're shooting people 
but you know whatever but like th that's just another example of like it it's just so hard to get people on your wavelength if they've never heard that concept before and you people can literally be in silver and have never heard that concept before like straight up and i, I have yeah. to remind mm -hmm. myself of that i have to think about that like we we're oh, playing with somebody yeah. today yep in like gold games yep that like clearly had a different idea of what to buy on in the like pivotal first four rounds yep. <clears throat> Yeah, and and and, well, and I think that's just become that's also due to just each stack having its own terminology for things. I think is also mm -hmm. yep. what's helpful here is that you know for us save save light buy full buy has a definitive meaning for us as a five stack, but to another group of people that could mean something completely different. But because we are able to communicate with each other, um. I think that's just also the value of why this has worked out so well for us because we're able to clearly define the terms of this is full, this is light, this is save. Uh, and there's no argument, you know, if and or buts about it. Um, hmm. yeah. Well, well, I can't say that like the terminology doesn't vary. I think it's it's more about the context. So it's like what round it is. So like in the early mm -hmm. pistol rounds, like the second round saving means like you don't buy anything. But later rounds where you might have more money, saving can mean like that that light buy, uh, as long as you have enough money to buy the next round. Mm -hmm. Buy for next. So saving is more about like, yeah, buy for next. But But this is context that new people have no right just having materialized in their head before they've played. Right? How could they possibly know the difference between that? Yeah. Um, they can't. And I it's really confusing. No, and and I think what's been so lovely, and I wrote this in my own personal note, is that I have become better at this game by just by revisiting the basics with you guys and been like, oh, you know what? I was being kind of lazy about X Y Z, and now that I explained it to you and how important it is, I'm sitting here going like, I should tighten that up. <laughs> like that mm -hmm. is some bullshit. Um, but buying is like. A really interesting example and i think it's um, something that i've noticed personally is that i have really benefited and i think hopefully we all have benefited question mark with when we watch pro together we have like a ongoing conversation about certain topics and exploring them and how the pros do it and we use some of the similar terminology that the casters use i tend to try to use some of the terminology the casters use so sometimes those ideas can translate um and it's just like it's interesting because i've I've noticed where I'll say things like, like, but do they have enough money for the next round? Like, if they don't have full guns in the next round, was this worth it? Was it used? Was it worth it to throw an alt out here? I'll say things like that, and I will hear you guys thinking about these concepts and saying these concepts and later translating these concepts. And I think, and it doesn't just me saying it, but I just mean like when we bring these things up as a group, we kind of solve them together in our understanding. And whether or not it's yeah. optimal is kind of unrelated. I would make great cases that we are working on a lot of what is considered to be at the modern, uh, modern you know, meta or whatever, like like optimal. But it's just the fact that we see the equation for what it is together, so that we can try to execute together. Mm -hmm. Because it's so funny. Because it's like like I think Zoe said, there's no arguments, no 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 fans or buts about it. It's like, but no one here is trying to argue. They just want to do the right thing. They just don't know how. 
Right? Like, we don't have any, like, people who are like, fuck you, I'm buying a shotgun, you piece of shit, I'm going to get three kills. And by the way, I have played with some people like that. Um, in fact, one of the most talented Counter-Strike players I ever played with, and the person who I bought my first computer from, was someone who was just so naturally gifted at Counter-Strike that they just didn't believe in the buy system because they could get three kills with a shotgun. And then they would look at you and go, all I needed was two from you at the rest of the four of us. And I'm like, motherfucker, we were saving. What are you doing? Um, but like, yeah, so fair. So what I want to say is that like, we learned that we should take the game seriously as a five stack. That doesn't mean try hard, but it means try and work together and clean up our comms and work on all this stuff. And it also means another thing we learned is that one of the classic concepts with smurfing is you should attempt to equalize your skill across the party. In other words, what can we put Raphael on so he stops killing everyone, right? What can we put James on so he stops getting any intel? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what can Remember we Remember when I was trying to learn Yoru? Yes. <laughs> That's the answer to that <laughs> <With the question>. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um... I don't play that much Yoru anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. But what did we learn from that? <clears throat> we learned that it's actually not as helpful as you would think to try your off characters with new people because I, I at least learned yeah. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing on this off character, let alone do I know what you're supposed to be doing to support me. I had no advice to give. And our strats weren't real strats. They were fake strats. Like, well, I guess we could just lurk all over the place which by the way okay short tangent on lurking that is our new strategy but it's it's totally different <laughs> than when we were doing it with different characters trust me okay not important um but the thing is when we instead of saying how can we nerf our good players and instead of saying how can we teach newer players to support and work in the same system as our advanced players that was i think essentially the difference that that we had all of a sudden it was like how do we, as new players, work with the fact that Raphael gets an opening pick in mid mm -hmm. where he just taps the boiler person on icebox like a motherfucker? And I swear to God, I'll never take that duel in my life. But he taps that guy, okay? Or a slow alien jumps over a smoke and he shoots them, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, what do we do now? We're in a 5v4 scenario. How do we play this out? And what I love about this so much is that it not only fits you guys in a system that we've been working on already that actually makes sense, that has real strategy to it, and you get to figure out what your position is. But also, in that mechanism, in that unit, there are legitimate jobs to be done, and they're not just utility, for example. I'm trying to bring it back to the fact that you guys are both have clutches. Because it turns out, if we're going to go out there and make a bunch of noise, sometimes you guys are going to be in 2v2s. Like, that's what it, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. And... I just wanted to get a little fun take on my perspective is that there's nothing more exciting than a clutch in this game. Like you, it's like, dude, I don't even need to do hard drugs because this shit's so like, like literally sometimes I'll clutch and I'll be like, so I wasn't, I'm not, I guess I'm not going to sleep tonight. Yeah. And that's like my <laughs> take about it. And I'll wake up at like 4am and McCoy's like, just like staring at me being like, okay, so here's what happened. I'm like, dude, dude, you've already told me four times. I need for you to chill. And I'm like, yeah, but like, <laughs> chill is what gets you shot. But like, um, yes. So I just, I just wanted to quickly, like, guys, okay, take a step back from all of this, this talk, and just, I wanted to ask, I'm gonna ask Zoe first, and in a second, um, just, 
is it true that this game is exhilarating as fuck and that sometimes you get clutches and sometimes you win 1v1s and you're like, holy mother of God, my heart's fucking beating out of my chest. Like, what is that like? Do you guys, do you guys even like that feeling? Because like that is, that's a part of this game. I'm just curious how you guys feel about like, that. Like, I feel like I'm on the, I'm on the reverse just in the sense that I, I, I am up at night thinking about clutches I should have gotten. Oh, I see. Whereas clutches I have gotten, I'm kind of am stunned to know that I even got them in the first place. So I kind of don't even compute them. Hmm. Like, for instance, there was an unrated game that we played and I was on Brimstone. And I was like a 1v2 that I lost on Split. And I was up all night. Yep. Like replaying in my head being like, oh, I should have ulted elbow and then charged here and then shot here. And that is what keeps me up at night um, Yes, <laughs> is all the things that I should have been doing, all the intel that I had that I just didn't realize that I ha had at the time, etc. Um, I think that's just differing play styles as much. But then, yeah, there was like another time where I had like... I, I had a 1v2 clutch on Icebox, and I didn't even realize I did, and I, like, defused the bomb, and people were like, whoa, and I'm like, uh, yeah. next round, please, like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you were like, like... I think that's just, yeah. No, like, you could basically almost... It wasn't like you couldn't handle it, but it was like, whoa, get off me, because what it is is, <laughs> is like, this is the most beautiful thing that the Counter-Strike game mode has ever introduced. And that is that when you are clutching, that means everyone else is dead. And when everyone else is dead, that means they are watching you. And it is the most terrifying and exhilarating experience ever, ever. That's what it's intimidated me most about. That's what, before I started to play, that's what I was most worried about. When we first like were talking about me playing, I originally asked to just play entry because I never wanted to be alive and have anybody be able to watch me. <laughs> makes sense and now i play killjoy and i'm like consistently the last one alive. like it's i mean yeah. me and zoe yeah like it's a killjoy lot of ways band. we've like we've ended up with a weird comp where like a lot of times if as you're playing killjoy if you aren't on the site if they hit you're probably rotating alone and last and you are likely going to be one of the last people alive and then zoe playing brimstone is trying to stay alive because she has the smoke so she's playing somewhat passive yep. and so it's like pretty frequently that zoe and i are like okay Let's get them, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you would be surprised but how like, many 2v2s you guys have The percentage gotten. that you guys get yeah. is great. It's yeah. really high. Yeah. I think I'm sorry with Zoe. Like, I don't know that I feel like I've had a clutch yet that I earned. I feel like I have had clutches that were, like, maybe pure luck or, like, are just, like, dumb I mean, luck. there was this one when you were in the tube on B. <laughs> and you... Uh, did this fantastic alt mm -hmm. and then planted the bomb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with no one else um, telling you what to do. Nobody told me. Yeah. And then Zoe was holding the angle that they were going to run back in after your alt went off, and she just killed both people, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Again, also, I feel like the phrase dumb luck applies to that, because, like, again, I in all reality, I thought I was planting the bomb when I ulted. And then immediately just planted the bomb in some, like, weird place. It's like it was a complete accident. I feel like that's part of what happens when you're new is, like, a lot of your clutches are just, like, 
you feel like it's just dumb yeah. luck yeah. half well, of the time. Or like, the I had the sickest flick shock the other day. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, McCoy yeah. saw it because yeah, yeah, he was dead out. and he just happened to see it. Yeah. It was a freak shot. It was like just a sliver of this guy's head and he was in heaven. And I just like flicked and shot. And I was like, I don't even know if I feel good about that because it wasn't me. It was like deathmatch just came out of, I don't know. Well, that's your body. That's yeah. your body. That's what I'm talking about. Like your brain did not calculate the angle. Your body calculated the angle. And you can say there's some luck involved and there absolutely is, but um, give some cred where some creds do. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know that I've had clutches yet where I'm like, oh yeah, I won that. Like I won it. That was me. I knew what was going on there. Um, Like you and I had a clutch once, but it was like you killed most of them. And then I sprayed one guy through the 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 viper ult with an odin and Raphael was like lower like that was like those are the clutches <laughs> right. that i have right now and right. i love them and i like to get tactical crouch but um they aren't like me but i do i also like to trash talk <laughs> which i have no right to do it's just fun yeah you see it in a fun way no and it's true and and what i will say by the way is that it's not a different in, difference in play style uh i stay up all night thinking about clutches that i didn't get and that's how you solve them and how you get better. But what's interesting is that the clutch, which we're talking about now, is an entirely different thing. It's an entirely different intel-based, intuition-based, crosshair placement-based, fake-based, like time recognition-based uh, thing. And it's just a totally different thing. And so, yes, it may feel like you guys haven't like necessarily won them yet. But first of all, we are all the witness. You have won some yet. But also... It's the clutch is one of the most beautiful things in this game that's ever existed, in my opinion. And this is coming from someone who would consider themselves somewhat clutch. I'm not the most clutch, but I love the clutch. And the reason is because you get really infrequent reps in the clutch and the pressure is really high. And you're like, have I ever even played this circumstance before? I don't know, but I'm to make something work. And, and that means... There is no practice mode. There is no game mode. There is nothing that can train you. It is just a summation of all your game knowledge, like, put together. And and I would also say, like, small asterisk, like, watching pros will help you. Like, the weird shit that they do. For instance, I wanted to mention a very specific round that Zoe and James played together, and they actually lost. It was a 2v2, but it was on Icebox. And it was a very interesting uh, moment because I want to talk about what should be learned from something like that. And what happened was there was a phoenix on pipes on Icebox and Zoe stealth walks up in like a 2v2 or maybe it was a 2v3 up like maybe past the smoke. I'm not sure, but she she presses all the way to this really like cute angle and sees the side of Phoenix's head and tries to shoot him and doesn't kill him. And then James has to kill him. And then James gets killed because he took a little bit longer to kill him because Zoe should have killed, etc. Right. And then it felt so frustrating. Oh, my God. We lost this round. And she was like, oh, my God, I should have killed Phoenix. I'm sorry. But what I want to highlight there is that you stealthed up on Phoenix and saw the side of his head. You That is all you need to do. That means you made the right play. The, the And aim will come in time. But, like, this is where we are. Like, like, we are at this stage where, like, it turns out, yeah, sometimes you guys are going to be left alive and you guys might have to make plays. Because it turns out if, if it's a 2v2 or, like, a 2v3 and they've got numbers of hand on you, you might have to do something. You might not be able to just sit in a standard spot and just, like, kill everyone because they walk into your crosshair. You might have to stealth up on someone and get the first kill. And it's been really exciting to watch you guys flirt with these concepts. Whether or not they work every time is really not related. It's just a fact that 
This is totally different and you just have to go with your heart. You have to go with your soul. You have to make a play. You have to do something. And I, I just want to make sure that I don't want to say that we were taking away the wrong thing from that round, but it was just like, I want to make sure that we were taking away the right thing from that round, which is that Zoe saw the side of this dude's head. And if you practice more and you do that a couple more times, you kill that guy. And it was an insane play. And I just like, I think about that. And it's just like, it's that's so exciting to me, you guys, because that is something that cannot be done when you're like truly brand new at the game. Like there's too many factors of like, where should I stand? Where should I be watching? How do I use my abilities? Should I be smoking right now? Should I be mauling right now? Should I be playing with James or whatever? But just in that moment, so he's like, I think I can stop on this guy. I'm just gonna fuck it. I'm just gonna try it. And it was really effective um, in in terms of it was the right play. So it's 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 interesting. And I, I think we're kind of getting to the stage now where, and Raphael was bringing this point up, um, but it might be time now that we've worked on so many fundamentals for you guys to fail more. I think you guys have actually succeeded a lot, but it might be time for you guys to fail more to try to find some boundaries because I really do feel like the fundamentals are and the foundation is set. Um, so that that stuff is awesome. Um, is there anything else we learned along the way? I know we learned about different game modes. So time to play Reyna. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> fuck Reyna. Um, okay. One thing I will say, and this is what Zoe already said, but I want to underscore it, is that playing slower helped us a lot. And it wasn't just playing slower from Spike Rush to Unrated, which did help us a lot, but we have already slowed down our own Unrated style. And we have really started to go slow. And I don't know if anyone has any comments about that, but that to me has been a revolutionary change to our style. We... I wanted to say one thing about clutches before we yeah. totally leave it. Yeah, please, please, um, please. And that's that... Um, the i i don't i don't think that there's any clutch that you win that's not deserved just period mm -hmm. like that like being in that situation um there's so many things going on and the adrenaline is just like pumping to me, at least. I remember my first clutch, I was literally shaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it was like last last person standing or whatever. Um, and I just, I lost all of my aim and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> and I just thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so being able to get past that to like accidentally headshotting somebody, but like. To accidentally headshot somebody, you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they weren't able to kill you in the time that you were, you know, doing whatever and you shoot them. <clears throat> and that's earned, mm -hmm. you know? It's not, it's not like, oh yeah, I calculated it. But that's just, you know, that's just reps. I think too, James, yeah. like you bring up a good point of something that I've noticed has changed a lot as I've played more was that, um, and I actually credit Escalation with this, is that one thing I noticed is that when I was playing that essentially like I would get nervous or surprised and I would just spray, but like, yeah, sure. And, okay, mm -hmm. we haven't touched on this yet, but I don't spray. We guess we have because I don't, I can't use the, whatever you call it, the stinger. Spectre, Spectre. Inspector. Like, I 
do not spray guns. I just don't. I don't know how to do it, so I don't. But I, w- I always noticed that, like, when we were first playing on Raideds, like, I did a lot of just, like, really, truly random spraying. Just, yeah. like, bullets everywhere. Because yeah. you would get surprised and you would forget. And I think that playing so much Escalation where you're just doing that over and over and over and over again. Um, and because Escalation makes you use different guns. And so, like, spraying is really not good with a lot. Of- you have to think more about how you're shooting. Um, so I've noticed that, like, I think in the clutches where Zoe and I have been more successful recently... Like, I'm no longer doing that just, like, oh, I'm surprised and scared, so I'm just spraying at a guy. I'll be like, ah, yes, I need to aim now. Um, so, like, that's a big <laughs> difference. As I think yeah. you play more, you kind of, like, settle in. Yeah, and, I, and I would just put on top of that, just to understand, like, if I'm looking back on the clutches that you guys had, and we're celebrating this because you guys, that is, there, there is no, you have no right to win this. You have no idea. Like, those are hard as fuck, and they take so much learning and so much thinking, and the fact that somebody had to think about it all night is only to solve one scenario, and there are essentially infinite. And and with this the game now over Counter-Strike, there's different characters, too, that add other complexity on top of it. So the amount of complexity there is, is truly insane. But what I would say is that there are certain clutches that you can just win where you don't really deserve a lot of credit necessarily. Maybe your opponent's plant, or sorry, your, your allies planted the bomb, and the other person... Uh, got lost and they took too long to clear something and they ran out of time uh or and, and generally time can be one of the ways that you feel like you didn't win now of course at a higher level you can play for time right and you can work for that and that's true but but these were not the clutches you guys had just so you know they were not the bomb just blowing up they were you guys killing two people mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm <laughs> saying and uh my favorite thing ever I very rarely post on the subreddit, but one time this one person said, I am so nervous that people watch me and they're gonna say, and they, they're gonna think that I'm bad and and I'm trying in the in the clutch, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I get nervous and sometimes I choke and sometimes I spray, like you were talking about, or sometimes my you know, my hands shake like James was talking about, and they were just saying this stuff, and I just said, All you gotta think about is that if your teammates wanted to just kill these two people and it was that too that easy, they shouldn't be dead. But they are. Like, that's the thing. Say what you will. Like, you've already said, oh, McCoy, you're just so easy. You dropped 40, whatever the fuck. And so did Raphael and so did fucking James. It's like, yeah, we're all dead. (laughs) So in this round, like, if we wanted to get this clutch, we should have been alive. And so it's up to you to get those two kills. And if we could have gotten them, we would have already. But we couldn't. And that's what I think is just so beautiful about that. Like, we, we couldn't. It wasn't like we didn't try that round. Oh, we'll just give you guys a clutch chance sometimes you, know? you do do that one thing mccoy will do <laughs> zoe have you noticed this so if it's just you or me alive and mccoy mccoy will like play kind of behind us and be like oh yeah like they're over here okay go get them and like we'll let us go try first and then we'll like follow up behind us and kill them um but only yeah, after but no no tried. that's not i think that's mccoy just likes being McCoy the second person that. into a room oh mccoy does this yeah. with everybody he likes using his yeah, yeah. his allies to to figure out where the enemies are so he can shoot them in the side of the head. Oh, so he's big. That, that, that was why me playing Jet worked well with McCoy's because he was just like, oh, yeah. now he can just pick up yeah. all these headshots. The yeah. term for this is called it's like, dating. oh, there's the enemies. Go go dash in there. Go dash in there, Jet. Go, 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 go. You can do it. Oh, there they are. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I thought he was just doing it with us to like give us a chance no. to kill somebody. No. <laughs> no, that's that's McCoy's playstyle. If it makes you feel any better, though, what's really fucked up is that sometimes I will do it as you guys are describing, and other times I will already have the intel that I need to get that kill, and I will just be like, okay, you get a shot now. And if you win this, 
you'll feel accomplished because you got the kill. <laughs> no, because like the thing is yeah. like I'm alive technically, but if you get this kill here, that is essentially a rep in a 1v1. Not quite because they had to be nervous about where I was going to come from and they might have had intel on me and it's not quite the same thing. But if you win this gunfight, this is a great rep for you. So I'll give you the rep. And so yes, sometimes that does lead to like, all right, so he's right here on pipes. Okay, shoot him. Okay, nope. Okay, Elena's on pipes. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, this okay. is what's happened. And then I'm just like, and then I'll like walk around the corner. I'm like, bam, 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 bam. Okay, cool. We dropped four. Nice job. Great teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel hella bad. And if you want, I can stop doing that too. But the intention behind that is I want to give you like a fair fight and a fair chance in a in an unusual scenario. Mm -hmm. um, but if, yeah, it's, but James and Raphael are right though, because um, there are definitely games that I'll play where people will be like, so. What was up with that? <laughs> Where like you maybe go first and I'm like, well, I'm brimstone, so I shouldn't be going first. And like there's a there dude, I mean guys, literally today, but how many times do you hear it where I'm playing Sage and I have the bomb and I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm at the gate and I'm knifing practically, like right, I'm like sitting there like, come on, come on, come on, three, two, one, and then I'm like Okay, guys, I surely I can't entry, right? Somebody else has gotta do this. Right. <laughs> and like the the random insta lock raise is like I will try to fly. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, all right, hell yeah. So, okay, okay, we've talked a lot about what we did to learn and all this sort of stuff, and it's awesome, you guys. And there's so much learning we've done, and I think we can at least say it was ridiculously hard to do, but we have got here. I would also have to say that there's a technical hurdle. We'll just keep a very small asterisk for this, but we all have custom-built PCs. We all have great mice. And we're capital G gamers. We all have 144-plus <laughs> hertz monitors. Um, and that is another non-trivial hurdle. But 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 once we have those things, we are playing the fucking game and we out here. So that's awesome. So I wanted to sort of ask you guys what you think we need to learn from here. Um, I will start it off with an example. One that I was thinking of is that we have spent so much time working on our setup, right? You know what I mean? Like when the enemy walks into our house, <laughs> here's what we do to them, mm -hmm. right? And I think at some point in the future, we should work on reading our opponents and what they're doing and tailoring our playstyle slash house to fucking them up. Um, because I think we could switch the mindset from we've spent so much time tuning uh, teamwork between each other, which is awesome and great, and it needed to happen. But at some point, we can start to read them and start to really answer what our opponents are doing. Um, yeah, our, our playstyle right now is very reactionary, where it's like we have to wait for the other team to make the first move defense or offense uh before we strike so yeah working on just like i guess like our own team's aggression to being the first ones to strike yeah guys we gotta work on our b rushes because they're embarrassing they are there is not a single map <laughs> it doesn't matter which map it does not. <laughs> yeah. they're all bad oh it's so unfortunate too because because brimstone is such a great b rush smoke character because that's just a small subtle detail but it's something that zoe will feel very intimately if she ever plays omen omen cannot choose to place both of his smokes at the same time via the ui he has to place one very specifically get out of his ui then place the next one very specifically get out of the ui and so as a result it the b rush is like smoke appears smoke appears rush which is like just brimstone is like go you know it's just such a different vibe and so we have the brimstone smokes which is so awesome and and yet the rest of it i i don't know what we need to do quite um but yeah it's true we've been working on the delayed rush where you get their utility first and then rush afterwards which is so awesome but 
but yeah, it, what what are you guys thinking about? Like, are you guys thinking about anything you guys want to learn? Is there any, you know, character switches you guys want to do? Or is there any, you know, just sort of strategy switches? Or like, I know we've switched to a slower T side. That's been nice. But but, but what what is on the horizon for learning for you guys? I'm just curious uh, now that we've sort of established. I'm waiting for Elena first. I, well, okay. I want to say right here, right now that I refuse to learn how to spray control. I do not care. <laughs> I'm going to follow James's advice and just ghost and vandal until the end of time. I will never buy a different gun. Um, I do want to like start refining my aim though. I don't know. I'm trying to bribe McCoy to watch me play deathmatch again. Sounds good. And just like give me the next tip. Cause I feel like that's one thing. Um, the tip is spray control. <laughs> no, James. It's actually no. It's really interesting. There is about this. other stuff to learn. No, I was thinking about this. If we <laughs> want to take this as a topic, this is a really interesting one. You, we've said it before. You have a very unique game style, and so in that way, you're actually unique, like Raphael is actually in his own mm -hmm. way. Where it's like, I mean, actually, I didn't spray control for a long time at the start as well. Yeah, That's right. And That's I remember, right. like, I distinctly remember being at one point like, McCoy, I think spraying is bad. <laughs> I agree. And and McCoy like does this laugh like. You don't really know what you're talking about, but sure, like, pat on the head. <laughs> Dude, there were so many of those, and I can't, I, I just am so thankful that you stuck with that, because, like, you could have easily read that as just so mean, and so, like, belittling, but it wasn't that, I wasn't trying to be that, it was just, like, long discussion, spray control is fantastic, however, controlling <laughs> your accuracy is also fantastic, like, you know, it's, it, hey, like, we're both right here, um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Raphael with yeah, high sensitivity. It, it took some deliberate practice yeah. and some just like committing to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, Elena. Like mm -hmm. with when I when I think about your playstyle, and I need to watch another deathmatch in order to truly uh, consolidate what I think. And this is just me based on what I've seen in the bits and pieces that we've played on Rated and I've been dead and watching your perspective. But I think the worst thing we could do to you, a unique aimer, is just turn you into a crouch spraying just like person yeah. mm -hmm. when you already have Absolutely. like a very distinct aim style that gets headshots far beyond what anyone would I expect. I got three the other day and I almost <laughs> cried. It was so exciting. Yeah. And like, I wish I was getting a headshot when I'm crouch spraying and dying. <laughs> like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, so there's like, there's a beauty there. And so, yeah, like James, do you have thoughts on that too? Because I know that like, 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 you are a, a very good sprayer, but you're the exact opposite the, the of what... The king of the crouch sprays? Like, you're the opposite of Elena. <laughs> Aim style, Rise. And even you probably agree that she shouldn't necessarily just switch to your style. She shouldn't... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I... I developed a lot of bad habits playing Destiny on the Xbox. Um, and then transitioning into, like, Overwatch and Destiny 2 on the PC. Um... And I had to, like, work really hard to um, switch from that kind of aim style of, like, just unload in the general direction <laughs> to, like, actually try and hit their head mm -hmm. every single time or else you're going to lose the duel. <clears throat> and, um... And I've been, like, learning to pull towards 
more of what Elena's doing. And it's been like, it's been a year long process. Um, and so I don't think that Elena should start like spraying a shitload. Mm -hmm. Like, but like, I think that learning how to, to spray a few bullets, um, and then reset would be an extremely valuable thing. Um, and have that kind of become a tool in your tool set. Mm -hmm. um, whereas like my tool set is just like, like somebody screaming and throwing them at the wall, you know, is, uh, <laughs> I think the term you're looking for is spray and pray. <clears throat> yeah. Panic spraying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like literally a month ago, McCoy was like, all right, in this death match, I'm literally not going to start shooting at somebody until I have put my cursor on their head. And like my brain has confirmed that that is true. And then I will click. Mm -hmm. um, and I started doing that as well. And it's like totally a different way of thinking than what I was doing before. Um, and it's really helpful. It's just like intentional aim training and you lose a lot more duels. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. But it, the percentage goes up and up and up. But, but like, I think this is something that I think James, maybe you and I take a little bit for granted, but, but something I've noticed, especially with new players is that when you're doing that in deathmatch, like you, like you said, you're going to get wrecked. People are going to shoot you all over the place. And so then the yeah. game is feeding you a certain set of feedback, which is that you are losing the duels. But as long as you know intellectually that you are training and you are building and you are growing, then it's okay. But it, yeah. Okay, asterisk. It's a hard pill to swallow sometimes to just like get four kills in a death match and be like, dude, the four kills I got were so clean. Like just, oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I got stomped the rest from just like pre or whatever the fuck. It's hard. But that's the mental hurdle you have to get over in order to practice that stuff. And I, I know that, that James and I literally, we were playing a game after that. And he was like, this might have actually fucked me up a little bit today. Like, I'm learning, I'm getting better. But now I'm, like, really focusing on it in a way that's, like, undoing all my 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 body chemistry, basically. And it's for the better, but it, it feels really uncomfortable as you're, you're learning that process. Um, yeah. Yep. I thought of the other thing that I want to learn to do. All right. I think the other thing that I really enjoyed learning about Killjoy is, like, how to set up a site. So, like, you know, you, like, get on a defense run and, like, I knife run out to my site and, like, put all my shit around. And I've started to get get better at, like, not putting it all in the exact same spot every round. So, like, I'll move things around and I kind of understand what different things are covering. But I think that I learned a lot of that without you guys. And so... um. Now I want to learn, like, how that works when there are other people on the site with me. Because, like, for example, there are sometimes that, like, Raphael, Raphael and I will be on a site together. And I'll be, like, looking at my turret and I'll watch Raphael just, like, walk out and, like, walk down A-long to, like, check something. And I'm like, this turret is somewhat unnecessary. Because <laughs> Raphael just face-checked that, like, way further than I was looking. And I was like, I wonder if I should then be putting my gear somewhere else based on, like, what my friends are doing. Um 
So I think that that's a cool aspect of Killjoy that I'm I would be down to learn more about is like okay when I'm playing sites with other people and they're doing stuff like where do I put my stuff then to react to that same thing well, with like when when James plays Cypher like James there have been a couple of times especially on attack when I don't know what I'm doing as much where I'm like I will put my alarm bot in the same place you have a tripwire and I'll just be like ah fuck we really saw him <laughs> yeah we saw him so good <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna say I think this is actually a failing of mine in that like I'm not always so aware of what's being covered by different uh, gear in particular. Uh, like mm-hmm. I paid, I try to pay attention to like vision cones, but uh, gear I miss a bit. And to some extent, I'm doing this a little bit intentionally in that like if gear is in the same place, then they don't, you don't expect someone to like push up yeah. like that. And so I'm trying to be a little bit surprising, but sometimes I do it too much and uh, just feed. <laughs> no, but I like it. But I feel like that's a, like an interesting thing that we can all learn is like, okay, wait, like James has the, like a camera here. I have, especially because we play such like kind of like a gear heavy, like we tend, we frequently play with Cypher and Killjoy, which I think is kind of unusual. Yeah. So it's like, there's just yeah. a lot of coverage. um, And like, how do we play off of that? Or how do we not stack stuff in one? I don't know. It's just cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, what about you? What do you yeah. want to learn how to do next? I mean, I, I, I concur with, with that stuff. I know there's a lot of times where I will, like, smoke a place that James is watching a cypher camera with. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, James. You are looking at smoke right now. My bad. <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, like, being aware of other people's gear uh, is definitely something I want to work on. Uh, I think just another thing, personally, I know I need to work on is just my... I think it's just my T side and I think it's just I, I think at the last unrated game that we did like we started out CT and I ended the round I, I ended the half with like 10 kills and I think I ended the game with like 12 kills which means that I only got two kills T side which like kill count shouldn't be indicative of like how well you did T side but I just feel like my aggression just needs a lot of work on like I'm so good at defending and like playing slow and reacting off of other people and so I would just like to be better at doing more aggressive smokes or more aggressive mollies or being able to lead in uh with better aggression yeah um I feel like I know it's a lot harder for at least for me I I agree I mean I think it is in general but um I think especially being new, like there's just kind of like less directions on T side. Mm-hmm. I still frequently on T side, I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to follow somebody. And I've even had it before where like I'll go and I'll start following like James, and James is like, don't come this way. And I'm like, okay, cool. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> like, James is like doing an unauthorized side mission, and I'm like, oh, this looks like fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get yeah, I get yeah, told yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, or he's just lurking or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like. I'm like, McCoy has a plan. I'm doing something else to try and help that's not part of McCoy's plan. <laughs> two people here not two is, people. is yeah. yeah, two people here is devastating to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> the plan's win percentage goes far down from 75%. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that little kid on the playground who's just kind of like, what are you guys doing? You know, I'm just like bopping around <laughs> being like, can I come play with you? Or like, should I go over here? And yeah. that's Well, back when it like. was, back when our, our squad was McCoy on Brimstone and Zoe on Sage, you on Killjoy, 
like every single game, like you and Zoe would go with McCoy to a site. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Raphael and I would probably go to the other site and, um, and McCoy would be like trying to explain like what to do, how to set up the site yeah, where you guys were going to play. And, um, and then we would get into some other game and somebody else like a random would yeah. be brimstone. And then you guys, <laughs> I definitely noticed would just like follow that one person <laughs> and they'd be like, uh, okay. Yeah. It was like sort of awkward, especially like in like an escalation or a spike rush. Zoe and I were like baby ducklings, just like following this random brimstone around. And just like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Yes. And we also like aren't killing anybody, right? We're just like sitting there kind of like, I don't know. Doing a bunch of weird shit and dying, and then this guy's like, "For instance, like smoking shit, like, yo, can you leave me alone? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, oh god, I, I will also say though that like escalation and deathmatch have fucked my shit up because watching you guys be on random characters, I, I can't keep it straight. Like one time, Elena <laughs> was on Brimstone, and I was just like, "Who the fuck are you? I'm so lost." <laughs> Like it is, it's so confusing. Um, so fair play on that. Um, it is hard. I also right because Zoe's brimstone and I'm someone else, and well, like I was always yeah. brimstone. Like that must be confusing. And for I you, like right? to try and find Raphael in Escalation. Raphael, I don't know if you know this yet, but I like to follow you in Escalation because Raphael kills everybody, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you can kind of get like a cleanup kill. Yeah, you know, if he hit him, but he didn't, he just injured them, and I have like a marshal. I'll be like, oh fuck yeah, <laughs> you're like just sneaking around. So, but then sometimes I'm just following, like, random Yoru. So I'm like, this must be him. And it's, like, James. And random Yorus. No, no, but random Yorus that, that aren't Raphael or aren't in our party. Like, if you ever played, like, a three or four stack where the they're, random Yoru. They're devastatingly terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> no, but in Escalation. And then I realize I'm, like, following James around. I'm like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> I go find Fair. Raphael again. Fair. Fair. <laughs> well, because James... Wait, 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 Why is wait, Raphael wait. just teleporting randomly in the middle of buying? No, there are no, there's no. Uh, Billy's an escalation McCoy. That's the whole point of the story. But there was there no teleporting. I mean, times, I mean in bind. You don't know if I. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Wait, there's been a couple yeah, times yeah. in escalation with James. Where James, you have like a real death wish in that game mode. <laughs> where James will just. We tend to play split a lot for some reason, and like the unwritten rule is you do not go into ropes. You <laughs> split. And I have followed James into ropes so many fucking times just to be shotgunned in the face. And I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Yep. Yep. So I don't follow James The unwritten James rule means that sometimes you got to surprise them by no. going into ropes. James, yeah. do you remember that time that I came running out of there being like, they have shock darts, they have shock darts, don't go in there. And James just walked into <laughs> yes, ropes I do and that. got hit with like seven shock darts. <laughs> it was the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And, uh, you were yeah. like, don't go in there, don't go in there. And I was like, knife out, time to go. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> But what I love about James, though, is that you have to understand, like, he knows that this is happening. And that's why in certain rounds he will be like, Elena, do not follow me. I know. And then he'll knife out into ropes. And you're just like. (laughs) But I trust him. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Okay, so wait. So bring this back. And I. Oh, my God. That's so good. That's so funny. Um, I. Zoe, I want to know what. And maybe Elena too, what might be in both of your futures here, although we're not there yet. 
Um, because if I, if I'm gonna be, my take is that we should just play exactly what we're playing for a while. Because dude, we're getting small adjustments and we are learning a ton. And each game we are getting better and we're starting yeah. to shut down pushes. Like our ascent A was really good by the end of that ascent game. We were shutting down A rushes like left and right via me spotting intel on the edge, Elena mollying off, and then a smoke coming down from mid. And that is like a lot of coordination and that was really working. And Rafael can fast rotate now because he's oh, on Yoru. So if God. they hit, then they – yeah, anyways. No, exactly. Yeah, it's and just unfair. It is. It's ridiculously good. And that may be outside of the scope of this podcast, or maybe it isn't. Who gives a fuck? But the point is, yeah, yeah, the Yoru is insane right now, 2.07. Um, you don't know it yet. But if you're listening in the future, you know it. Trust. Like, because it's out of control. Um, but what I want to say is, what did what – what what was the pet project to get Raphael to be aggressive? Well, we put him on a duelist, and we told him to go out there and fight. And so what is in the future sometime for people who potentially have a passive playstyle and attack and want to get more kills? It's playing a duelist. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason is because then you no longer have the responsibility of doing anything else other than practicing your aggression with the squad. And you will learn tendencies and habits doing that that you can take back on your uh, gear characters and your support characters and your smoke characters. Uh, so no rush on that, but that is how you, that's the gym you want to train in for aggressive play styles is being a role that's only job is to be aggressive. And so you did absolutely your job by running in there and getting shot. That you did enough. But then, to be ooh. fair, I do that as Killjoy right now. So. Absolutely. No, I respect it actually. You play us. Dude, I'm so good at that. Yeah. <laughs> James, you should maybe be a duelist. Um, um I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I I do really enjoy playing Cypher and getting info, but I think that like my natural inclination is more of a Phoenix playstyle. Yeah. Um Yeah. I think we could work with that. I've been thinking about that recently, James, for you, is that I think um Something that I noticed is that, like, I think you you might be the right person to lead an entire squad. Like, as in, like, if the call is go be heaven on split, like, you might be the right person to be in front. Like, you, I think you could you could understand the scope of that role and what it is to create space. And if Raphael and I were behind you, recognizing what you were going to do, I think that could could be really effective. I want to come too. I like mm-hmm. knifing the wall. Oh, we can all come, guys. Don't worry. Like, we can all be behind James entering and being a phoenix. Um, just don't flash, please. Um... <laughs> hey. Hey. So, it's not you. It's phoenix. Um, it's not no. You, it's me. No, it's... I mean, I have flashed the whole team. But it's not... I mean, that's everybody with a flash, but... Yeah. So, Okay. That's what's next for us is learning about other teams and learning about more about, you know, different sides of the game. But but we're here. We're playing the actual game. Um, I maybe wanted to do a last. Next open qualifier, you'll see Arnold. No. <laughs> Yo, in NA? I mean, we might as well. Like... No. <laughs> Shout outs to NA. Tyranny of for... Thumbs Esports. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, I mean, TOT that... would be a great uh, acronym. It's better than. Yeah, TOT. TOT. Better than and it's like, wow! Like look at this! Of them. Look at these! Look at this brimstone and Killjoy! <laughs> these like children! They... <laughs> yeah. Oh god, the narrative is stacking against us already, you guys. This is going to be really tough. Um, but yeah, uh, absolutely. So okay, 
Um, but yes, by the way, like fun fact, you guys, I think at some point we may have to put you on duelist just to get you another side of your game, but okay, no rush. Um, all right. Uh, last things last, I wanted to go and just a little bit of a round table and just talk to people about, um, the lasting power of this game. Are you enjoying it? Like, like just like be real. Like it's not a review section exactly, but it's closer to that than I'm say. going to be giving it a rating. <sighs> all right. All right. Fair enough then. How about this, Elena? This is a little bit of behind the curtain for those behind the headphones. Elena, you give your review section and I need to go to the bathroom so badly. Is this a fair thing? Okay, I mean, yeah. Usually we just write BRB in the Discord and you have to say anything about it. Yeah, but what if they were curious where I went? I guess now they know. It's the bathroom. He went to the bathroom. Dun, All right, so Elena. Perfect timing. Oh, you can tell Zoe's been watching the fucking playthroughs because that is exactly the timing. Oh. Okay, I guess with that, I will give my official review. Um, yeah. No, I'm enjoying this game. I'm really surprised, actually, how much I like playing it. Like I it's think it's okay. McCoy's not here. <laughs> I can, can see whatever honest. I want. No, I think in spite of McCoy, I'm having a great time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like when I first started playing, I just assumed I would be dumpster trash at this game, and I'm not claiming to not be bad at this game, but I am saying that I am better than I expected to be, and I'm finding more fun in learning how to actually play. Um, than I thought there would be. And I think a lot of that is playing with a buy stack. Like, I don't think that I would enjoy this game playing. I mean, we played some games, I guess, before. Zoe, I think before you started playing Unrated with us, like, I played some games with these guys as a four stack. And we met a nice Canadian guy, and, like, that was fun. But for the most part, I vastly prefer um, playing with the five. Um, and I really enjoyed yeah. it. It's definitely helped me too with watching like professional Valorant which is something that happens a lot in our house and in fact that's something that a lot that we all five of us do or like in like weird pairs do um pretty <laughs> frequently um and so like definitely playing has really helped me understand what's happening in pro Valorant on a different level um and makes those games a lot more fun and I think it works both ways that like also watching pro games really helps me play and makes it a lot more fun to play because you're like, oh, I'm going to go do that thing that Steel did or, like, I'm going to try and lurk. Um, so, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. Like, I think it's just, it's been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to continuing to play. Um, I have some goals in mind. I feel like we've really settled in as a five-stack recently. We're like, we can just, we can vibe out, play some games. It's been great. Full star. Full star. Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. Well, I feel like it's odd. I mean, look, we could, everyone else here pretty much has already rated this game at some point, I think. Maybe. But I think it's, like, obviously, it's, like, a special thing to be able to hang out with five of your friends and play together in, like, a meaningful way. Yeah, like, work together. Yeah. 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 So it's especially interesting yeah. because, guys, like, we all work, right, professionally in different contexts, in different fields, in different capacities for different audiences or whatever, but... Um, some of you might disagree with us, but I enjoy working with you guys more. 
And it's fun. It's like, oh, these are the people that I love and we're working together. Do you know what I mean? But we're not just working together to like – because there's so many things you can do to just chill. And I – dude, we have all chilled together and it has been fucking awesome. So I'm not taking away about that, anything from that. And in fact, shout out to next week where we're going to be chilling together with Life is Strange. Um, But but like what I'm saying is – Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, before the storm specifically if it matters to anyone. Um, But – there is something really fun to problem solve with your friends, with the people that you know well. And to to know that, like, you guys aren't going to yell at each other. I'm not going to yell at you, hopefully, Asterisk. You guys got to tell me if I'm yelling. Please tell me. Um, but, like, you know, the point is that, like, we, we're problem solving together. And, and as a result, like, that's really fun. I problem solve with people all day, all the time. And it's fun-ish. But with you guys, it's an extra level of fun. And it's for a game that we get to reap the benefits of. So that's that's really cool. Um, okay. So then, who next? Yeah. James. James? J. Domini. Okay. okay. <clears throat> I was um, chatting with some people on in a Twitch chat last night about Unrated in this game. And... Um, they were talking about how garbage awful unrated is. That's and important. I was like, oh my God, that's not my experience of unrated at all. I'm so sorry. Like, I feel like I have roughly equivalent games in unrated that I do in rated, but the, the random teammates that I get are better and they're more fun. <laughs> and, uh, they were like, how? Like, my games are full of people that just like knife out, run mid for half the rounds and then buy Odin's for the other half the rounds. And it's like a horrible scream fest. And, um, and then I realized that all of them don't have any friends and play it, play this game by themselves. And for those people, the only way to find a group of five people that actually want to play the game together in this serious way is to play competitive. Um, and I'm just so very thankful that I have you guys to play with. Um, so that my experience of this game is um, is like overwhelmingly positive and um and we get to focus on these things like learning and not like how to get this guy to stop screaming and only buying judges so that we can actually <laughs> play the game i mean Raphael does that sometimes but it's just a part of his play style it's so funny god when you say it like that james with that delivery it shows literally just how ridiculous it really is <laughs> like holy shit yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we have this incredible leg up, and um, over people that have to deal with that, and it's awesome. It it makes the game really fun, and it feels like we get to we get to play the high level game, um, against people with potentially years in this game mode under their belt and we have a fighting chance and like I've played this game for a year 
Um, Raphael's played this game in, you know, this game mode, not Counter-Strike. Uh, like, he's played it for a year. Um, McCoy, we don't talk about. Uh, <laughs> Zoe and Elena have been playing this game for, like, months. Last a few maybe. months, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, we're winning. Yeah. We're winning real games. Yeah. And it's really fun. <clears throat> and it's uh it's cuz we're all in it together. And um yeah. It's great. Gold star. <laughs> oh damn, we're already it. This is hilarious. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh fucking Zoe, follow that shit up. What's this experience been like for you? Because keep in mind I'm gonna set the context for Zoe's experience because apparently I just do this for people. I just set their context for them like mm -hmm. I did for Raphael earlier. But she played like she said you know the occasional spike rush with us Is once a month explaining in my mansplaining <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you tell me i am spreading Sorry. pretty hard it's an audio podcast but i'm spreading like a motherfucker over here yeah <laughs> truth be told um Sorry, you can keep going. Sorry, I'd like to say that I'm setting the context in a positive way, but yeah, yeah, you could say stealing the thunder. That's another way of. Oh man, this has really put a damper on this context. Go ahead. Setting. Go ahead. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. No, 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 sure. I'll just go. I'll just go forward after that. That seems fine. Okay. So, what I'm saying is that there was a long period of time where Zoe would join us for a night, chilling once a month or something right and that was the frequency of it and uh for i don't know a year or, or a little less but you know what i'm saying like many 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 months and something changed something switched uh nothing to do with us i'm guessing all to do with zoe and she can tell us and she will that's the context part where i'm setting up you see there's a question to be answered okay but what has it been like since you've switched that mode? Do you enjoy it? Are you've, You're putting in a lot of time and a lot of thought, whether it's even consensual or whether you're just staying up all night thinking about it without wanting to. You're putting in a lot of time and work. What is that like? How is that feeling? Is that good? Is that something you enjoy? Like, is it giving you the value that you were hoping when you invested the time? No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely something where... I'm trying to figure out, and I think I still need to answer this question for myself, but, like, in this game of Valorant, I see myself improving in such a way that I could never see myself improving when I played League of Legends. Sure. Um, and, and that might just simply be because of the frequency in which I'm playing the games now, where I am more committed to playing games of Valorant on a weekly basis than maybe I was playing League of Legends and therefore I am improving because of that practice um but even so like I I still think um just in the way that I am consuming outside content what with streaming or with watching competitive play like I am internalizing a lot more uh, of that learning through other means than I ever did with League. Um, and it's really cool to see me try to like like put that into practice and see it already paying dividends, but knowing that there's a potential for it to be paying more uh, in the future 
just with the with the reps and it's just a common phrase that i constantly repeat myself well we just need to get the reps in okay we we did well on split but we just got to put the reps in so we can clutch that even better next time um and that's really fun to do i really like doing that um i like having something to work to work for uh in that aspect um but also kind of echoing what Elena and James have said, like, I just really like having just that five stack of just knowing I have that team behind me, knowing I can depend on people, um, knowing that they'll always have my back or they'll always be able to offer up support um, or words of advice um, when I need it. Um and I don't know, that's really cool. And I really like that we've all just been been playing these games and we've been trying to be serious while also trying to learn and trying to be respectful of other people's uh, play styles. Um, but also at the same time, you know, like, sure, we have our we have our our drunken spike rush moments, but we can also have our like, let's get serious moments as well. And I don't know, that's always fun. We have a nice like balance that can be achieved with that. Um, and I'm really excited for what the future holds with that. You know, it's, it's, it's been something that I've really been looking forward to and really been enjoying on a weekly basis. So thumbs down. God, yeah. I fucking hate this yeah. game. Yeah. Like, it just Way really too hard. Sucks. <laughs> No, I, I mean, it's got to be like a gold star, obviously. Um, if it's not just, you know, because I like enjoying the game, then it's definitely because I like enjoying playing it with you guys, for sure. All right. It's okay to cry. Um, I say to myself. <laughs> it's um, okay. <laughs> no, uh, specific... Tossing. Okay, okay oh, before you toss, say, before you toss. Do you want me to toss it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, specific uh, question follow-up for you, Zoe. This is just a specific thing. I personally am curious if... All of the training in Dark Souls that we did before this helped at all in <laughs> mindset or in reps or in because some of these these phrases you bring are straight from our Dark Souls playthrough. I I I think I don't know. Do do you feel like that was a, a decent primer to this, or? Oh, I mean, I I think yeah. There there is some consistency with what you're saying there. Um, and I know like I know just privately we had been talking just about how when it comes to games like Dark Souls or games like Valorant, it's all, it is always, I guess, a skill set that you always need to have primed and ready. And it just needs to, I don't know, just always be honed on a weekly basis um, in order for you to just like be able to excel in the first place. And I know that was like one of McCoy's fears when I had first mentioned hey i would like to get more into valor and he's like okay but are you willing to put in the commitment for like getting to really know this game because it's gonna take a lot out of you and i can understand that because like it's Valorant is not a game that you can just play like willy-nilly and expect to like get better at like it is a game that you're gonna always just need to be able to put in the time and effort because if you're not constantly honing those skills then you're just falling behind the curve and that's just kind of what it's like with every like online game in general um and but it's just like a mindset that is still very i guess um new to me before playing valorant 
Um, but it, but it does carry over from Dark Souls for sure, where it's like Dark Souls, like the times I have excelled the best at Dark Souls is when we have a regular cadence of always playing Dark Souls twice, three times a week, etc., putting in extra sessions. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. Like, I, I think that mindset definitely goes into Valorant for sure. Um, but I do think Valorant kind of brings that out even more to a, to a greater extent. Um, just because of that competitive nature that Dark Souls just simply doesn't necessarily bring. It's, it's, um, yeah, they're hugely different and yet they have that similar, like they're truly hard things and with a truly hard thing, you can measure yourself against it. Like when you get better, you succeed more. And, uh, I don't know. I, it's, it, I'm glad to hear you say that because we haven't really talked about that particular aspect of like the merging of the two, but when you come in and just say, oh, I just need the reps, I'm like, Nice. Like, I feel like we, we talked about this in Dark Souls and, like, iron this shit out. And I'm, like, so happy because it's um so easy in these games for everyone, all of us, to get really down on ourselves. Because you're going to fight real humans, potentially with hundreds of more experience, hours of experience than you. And potentially uh, cheesy strats that you don't know how to counter yet. And, and, and potentially just sometimes they're they're just better. That's going to happen. It's a, it's a, you know, and at the end of the day... um. All these multiplayer games, you know, if Riot does their job, then you will win 50% of your games. And they're not perfect at their job. And as a result, I win slightly more. And I'm proud of it. But you see what I mean? That's their goal. So you have to understand their goal compared to your goal and understand that you have to be careful with your mindset. I don't mean you, Zoe, but all of us. Because you're going to lose sometimes and it's going to hurt. But it's been really cool to be like, Sometimes you're just like, oh, yeah, I just need some more reps on getting these smokes down or whatever, and I'll be faster. And it's just like, oh, I agree. Yes. Perfect. Oh, cool. So we don't have to manage the whole, like, feeling bad about ourselves. We can just we can just play more and hang out and and get the reps in. And I think we've we, as a five stack, have really tried to support positive mindsets and positive approaches to the game and not letting people get down on themselves. And it's been so much literally today. James, Rafael, you guys remember this? There was a guy. We were losing this game on Icebox. He was playing raise and so it's a duelist question mark is raise really a duelist answer in the comments below um but i i say that because we talk about how raise is very very different than a duelist and feels almost controller like despite the fact that she can do so much damage with their abilities but anyways this guy was bottom of the scoreboard and whether or not his teammate was slamming him is unclear to me but rafael heard some things that i didn't hear but i believe him in other words whatever but the point is he said, guys, I know we're losing this game, but I want to say it has been a pleasure playing with you because I appreciate the positivity. And that is what primed me to almost cry when you guys were saying the some shit you were saying earlier. Because, dude, like, that's what it's about. And so I, I'm just so thankful that our five stack has is from all five of us supporting this concept of positive mindset because we're going to lose, we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to have to learn from that. But if you can switch it to enjoy that process instead of having it hurt, um, the sky's the limit, you know? And Even though James is the most toxic player in our group, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. God, he's so fucking toxic. It's we should probably crazy. think about replacing him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about it the other day while I was listening to a Counter-Strike podcast about how they like they worked on teams and they upgraded players and rosters. And I was thinking about how ridiculous it would be for any of us to be replaced. Like, yeah, so 
you know, so it was good on smokes. But what we really needed was uh, like one of those like radiant smoke players that, like, you know, because like, <laughs> we felt. No, but it's so funny because they were talking about that. And, they, and what they were saying was that we are building a unit just as they were. And they were saying that oftentimes Counter-Strike teams and Valorant teams will have the same problem is that they build a system that is working, but they want to be better. And so they replace a part with a more skilled, similar component, right? Oh, we need a better jet player, right? And so they like replace their jet player with a better player or something like that. And they were saying that it wasn't helping them. And in fact, they took steps down as a team because this guy had no idea what to do in all of these scenarios that we've talked about, in all of these small adjustments that we've made, in all these uh, instances of our, our machine being constructed. This new player, despite the fact that he's incredibly good at clicking on people, he had no idea what to do in their team. And their team actually suffered as a result. And I can just tell you that for better or for worse, that's exactly what I felt today in Ranked. It was like, these people are technically better at clicking on heads, but our team cohesion is fucking through the floor, and it is tilting me. So, okay. Sorry. Zoe, send the baton. I will send the baton to Raphael. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I agree with a lot of the stuff that James and McCoy have said uh, about, like, the importance of playing with friends. I think, like, that's actually a, a really special thing in general and uh like in a sense like playing a game competitive like valorant it's like it, it's kind of a really niche thing and like you have to be willing to play a game competitively and you have to be willing to get past like all of the humps that valorant has of like the the gun mechanics and how confusing those are coming from non-counter-strike games um and having people that you can play it with that you respect and that you know will respect you is really really awesome and it makes it a lot better um and just on top of like having friends that will play this game with you like it's a stressful situation and a lot of times like i feel like people have this conceptualization of their friends it's like oh yeah they're like fun to hang out with as long as we're not doing like this it's right. so, like they know like they don't handle that well and they get like ragey or something and like valorant is one of those things that it's like it's very easy for that to be that thing that you cannot do with that friend yeah, <laughs> not true so it's it's been really awesome to have like a, a full group of five that that like it is in a good state in valorant uh and supporting each other and working together and yeah that's been really awesome um and I mean, I think I, I tried for a bit playing on my own uh, games, and they were pretty bad. Uh, like, and I think I actually had like a very analogous experience to the one where James was like, "Don't buy Spectre again," except it was like in the worst possible way, where <laughs> like I hated Spectres, I didn't know how to spray control, and then I think it was a spike rush or something like, or maybe I picked one up, uh, and I was like aiming down sights and like burst firing with it, and that my team was just like miking what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> and i almost just like alt f forward yeah. yeah yeah it hurts oh. yeah. uh so yeah like having having people you respect and who respect you is, is is really awesome um and i guess we're rating this so i mean obviously gold star like <laughs> how many fucking hours have i put into this i wouldn't so i wouldn't put this many uh if it wasn't worth it
Also, this is unrelated to anything that we've talked about today, but I just wanted to give a shout out on the podcast live on air that Raphael actually beat all of the Hollow Knight bosses in that like that sequence that you have to do at the end of the game where you yeah. it's the boss mm-hmm. run. Pantheon of Hellenist. Wow. If you don't know what that is, insane. it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> incredible Raphael is a gamer (laughs) no he is a legit gamer in like a real way he's our carry that's why he's our carry took me like a month of practicing and I was doing like all sorts of deliberate practice I would be like oh wait I haven't played much this week so like I need to practice some of the harder bosses (laughs) oh my god it's um it's something that I've actually seen from you particular Raphael like you apply to Valorant as well where like we've been working on Yoru and maybe that's outside the scope of this podcast because we're sort of wrapping it, but um, the reps this guy has put in on Yoru with like, it's like, it's like, uh, how do I describe it? It's like these 10 games are all just about the teleport in one style of three styles that could be effective. We don't know. Let's find out. And that consistency of testing and just being willing to put in that many reps is just such a, it's such a fascinating thing to watch because like he would literally be like, yeah, I think that could be a good style, but I don't think the data's in yet. And you're like, is the data the next month of us playing? And he'll be like, yeah, (laughs) 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 but it has led to some really drastic your improvements to the point where like, I'm willing to say like, we are, we are witnessing some, some really, really advanced Yoru play. Um, in a way that is generating so much consistent value, which is something that Yoro struggles with, right? Because he's the guy who gets the 3K or the no K, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I mean, I still have plenty of those rounds. You saw a few today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, teleport and die. <laughs> it is all about percentages and whatever, but yes, so cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, oh my God. It's so true, though. Like, we have been able to communicate about this game and to work on things about this game and to talk to each other about this game. And that has been all the difference because, you know, it can be, it can be frustrating in the moment. Like, whoa, I thought, I thought, you know, this, and you thought this, and then it's just like, you know, no one has to be right or wrong, but you guys have to like resolve it somehow and like figure out how to get on the same page or else it's not going to work. Famously, back in the day in Counter-Strike, I was famous for two people yelling at each other and then me yelling at both of them while complimenting them at the same time, which really gets people in a strange state because they don't know how to respond. Where I'm like, listen, you dumb fucks, you're both right. So stop arguing. If you had followed his strategy to a T, you would have succeeded. But if you had followed his strategy to a T, you would have also succeeded. But instead, you went your own way. So stop, figure it out, and let's move on. And then they're like, oh my God. He both told me I was right, which I agree with, and I was fighting that whole argument, and I felt really justified in saying it. And yet he's also telling me that I need to communicate with this other guy. And it's just like this weird thing where like instead of being like, I hate all of you, I'm yelling at you, it's just sort of like, no, 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 listen, you're just not communicating, but you're both right. Come on. Um, it's a beautiful thing. So, okay, 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 you guys. We're wrapping. Should I rate this game too? Should I? Should yeah, I, I was going to say, it's I, your I turn. You, you kind of grabbed the baton there. Oh, so so far, it? it's gold star, gold star, thumbs down, gold star. <laughs> <laughs> I am writing that in the podcast notes when it comes to game of the year. That is always official rating. Uh, no. <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
Okay, so let's see. Uh, well, it's obviously been a gold star experience for me for no doubt, but it's been for a lot more than I expected because you could say that like my style is somewhat in-game leader-esque, but it's not that I always do that. It's just something that I enjoy the intellectual side of the game as well, and it's a really beautiful thing, and I've watched so much pro, so it, it kind of follows from that. If you watch pro critically, like you will have thoughts on strats. It's an interesting thing to sink your teeth into, um, but I've never had a team, ever, just so it's clear. I've had people, I've had squads, I've had even, um, you know, four stacks and... The occasional five stacks here and there in Counter- Okay, actually, I did have a five stack in Counter-Strike for a while that actually blew up. Like, because two people literally, they vowed to never play with each other again. Like, this is, like, where that one <laughs> ended, and I'm just- Damn. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. And honestly, if if you guys are listening, I, I, I might have had a hand in it, and I will take that shame to my grave, because there was one player, like I said before, who's already- well, there's a couple that I've played with. There's two uh, Prodigy talents that I've played with that just like literally like something about them. It's just like you've never seen a human act this way. It's like they feel alien in how how their language in the game speaks so fluently, if that makes sense. But I, there was one who was naturally incredible at the game and another who was a support player and who was just essentially like not good at the game but like was a good teammate and had a good mindset and these guys hated each other they hated each other because the guy who is the support player thinks that the guy who's this prodigious talent is just getting away with all this cheesy bullshit that you should never try and it's just bad counter-strike that he's playing and the prodigy talent guy is like i mean i don't know what to tell you this guy's just bad like we're never gonna go anywhere because this guy's just bad and they're both right. Like, it was just this weird scenario. And so I, at one point, said, in good faith, if you could just try to give some constructive feedback to this support player, uh, you could help him grow as a player and we could all be better. And it was in that constructive feedback. And by that, I mean he was messaging him via Steam during his clutches with text, being like, left, you have to clutch around through CT. You have to move silent, make those steps reload like he was typing this shit through and so it, 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 keep in mind there's you know the steam notification sound like doo-loo, doo-loo, doo-loo. like that's happening during this oh guy's clutch God. and it's and and the messages oh. are flying down the top right of his screen <laughs> like just just like i they literally i've never seen a blowout so hard as this they yelled at each other and they vowed to never play with each other and they both came to me afterwards saying like that guy's a piece of shit am i right and i just was caught in the middle and i was like well I mean, what happened? Oh, he was giving you feedback? Yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. Who would ever suggest that? Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and so the moral of the story is that I have loved this game and this game mode, and I've spent so much time thinking about it and watching so many pro tournaments. And I, I literally just last night for the third time listened to an interview with my favorite coach in all of Counter-Strike who coached my favorite teams of all time, which had some of the team cohesion that I mean, that literally, it's some of those beautiful things I've ever seen in a video game. The way these guys played off of each other was just so incredible. And I want so desperately to understand how and to wrap my mind around that. But I've never really had a team. And this is a team. And this is an opportunity for me to to 
try to put in place some of these lessons and learnings I've learned over the past many years. And it's not to say that it matters if we succeed or fail. It's just to say it's a really, really fun thing to do. It's been really fun. And I will say the amount of success we have had is far beyond my expectations already. We are already in the promised land as far as I'm concerned because of the humps that we had to get over to even get here. So now you guys are playing the real game. Now you guys are making the real adjustments. Now is the, where the real learning happens. And by the way, for those of you who feel like you haven't earned your clutches, now is where slowly but surely over time you will start to earn some. I wouldn't say that before. If you're new, you're not going to earn clutches when you're new. But when you're new plus, like now you're starting to get something. And so, I don't know, for me, it's been fucking awesome. It's been super fun. And revisiting all these fundamentals and thinking about all these things that you guys don't innately know, that I just innately know, has has made me better also. And so everyone everywhere has gotten better. And I mean, can you really argue with that? That's just fucking rad as hell. So maybe with that, we're done. Gold star? Hell yeah. Gold star. I was going to say. That's a gold Official star. Official <laughs> Yeah, it's been super fun. So I wanted to say one more thing, which is one of our um, five stacks, we uh, played McCoy got like 40 kills. And, um, and I think Elena, he was like, oh, we played so well. And Elena was like, yeah, you got 40 kills. Uh, so... That's probably why we won. <laughs> and McCoy's like, no, I'm only able to get 40 kills because I feel safe in this team. And I know what I'm doing. I know what my role is. I know what all your roles are, etc. Like, my role is to play off you guys and get 40 kills. And, um, and I thought that that was a, a, a really, like intelligent reading of the situation um but also um like feeling like you fit into a team is what happens when you teach every person in the lobby mm -hmm. how to play the game yeah <laughs> so true it's like all right you're gonna be this person and you're gonna be this person and you're gonna be that person <laughs> Yeah, and I will just say, like, um, <clears throat> thank you to everyone for indulging me in that aspect of the game. Like, literally, every single person here has been somewhat open to me being like, have you considered standing exactly here, doing exactly this, and then I'm going to peek around the corner and get 40 kills? <laughs> just like, okay, and that's obviously not really true. And in fact, I don't even play that aggressive necessarily in some of our games, but it's just that it's true that... Um, whether it's good or bad, a lot of my approach to the game has been borne out in our strategies and in our teamwork and in our roles and in our ability usage and in our et cetera. And um, yeah, it really does help me understand what the fuck is going on to be in a team that makes sense to me. But yeah, shout outs to you guys for being willing to do that and also for having your own opinions and shaping it in your own way. Like, I think every person here has come to me and said, oh, that's cool, but what if I could do this or I want to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And, and us working through those ideas is where we get to the promised land, which is where we all understand what we're doing. We all feel comfortable. And when we all feel comfortable, it's harmony. The kills just start magically appearing. The A rushes stop, you know what I'm saying, in their tracks. And uh, then we get to play the game.
right? Then we get to talk about, okay, so we weren't perfect at the fact that we knew they were rotating out through top mid, but we didn't know what to do exactly. Or alternatively, we farmed the shit out of them when they went to top mid after they got stopped in A. But, you know, then we're playing the real game. And what's really, really cool as a last final point is on that Ascent game that we were playing very recently, one of the things that maybe Zoe noticed but maybe didn't was that their brimstone would molly be uh, on Ascent, be main, every single time at the start of the round. And it did stop our rush, absolutely. But our adjustment to that was letting him send that utility out and then hitting later. And you notice he was naked when we hit later. And this is one of those things where we got to that the reason we were doing that was actually because of discussions we had been having about our utility usage on our side. And then it became so evident when he was wasting his utility and how to take advantage of that was, was clear to us already because we had already worked through that on our side and it showed whether or not that brimstone is good at clicking heads. Who knows? Who cares? He wasted that molly. We know what to do when he does that. Let's take advantage. So that is just such a cool place to be when we're on that level of understanding. We call it. I think so. Yeah. I think we're good. Right into tyrannyofthumbs.com if you felt that I made too many notes. Tyrannyofthumbs <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Everybody write in with your favorite trash take. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And, um, Fuck. Okay. One last point. Sorry. No, I know it's a, it was an excellent <laughs> ending, but I was just no, no. Listen, this one's important. It's worth knowing that. Okay, we talked about our, our our experience, right? And we talked about how long we had played. But this is something I've told people a couple of times because I think it is interesting to think about. But I was not a veteran Counter Strike player. I was a retired Counter Strike player. I had given up the game and uninstalled it maybe a year or so before we started this, with the intention to essentially never play it again. And I actually still haven't. But there was something about this opportunity that brought me back. And it was something about slowly building the bridges to all of you guys that brought me back and kept me excited. And I'm just so thankful for that because it has absolutely borne all the fruit and more than I could have ever thought for. And uh, thank you. So... You know, I'll try not to cry. We can cut before I cry. But seriously, <laughs> seriously, respect, mad respect. Awesome. All right. Well, let's cut before my start, before McCoy starts to cry. Mm-hmm. No, we can we can cut McCoy from crying because next week we're playing something completely different, which might actually make McCoy, make McCoy cry, right. cry with in other ways. <laughs> That'll definitely make me cry. Yeah. Why yeah. won't they go to the police? James cries. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are we playing next week, Zoe? Exactly. Next week, it's gonna we're gonna be doing a throw, uh, not really a throwback, but we're we're gonna do a uh, Life is Strange before the storm, a uh, two week block coming on coming on up because you know what better way to you know break up our super giant games and our Valorant blocks of all seriousness and actual nice, you know cohesive criticism and now we're just gonna throw it all out the window by playing our favorite hated character of chloe price in life is strange before the storm so it's gonna be great yes it's so excited and yeah. on top of that i'm gonna put extra pressure on all of us for no particular reason but i will also say there is a video that is almost done it's in the hopper right now and it's we just we just saw a screening of 1.0 which is 
and I'm sorry, sorry for doing this to you, but I just mean like it's so close. God damn it. And it is <laughs> the highlight video of our council playthroughs that I swear to God we did like a year ago or some shit or maybe more. And oh my God, it is straight flames. So if you're listening to this shit, I know it may not be out just yet, but subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is- Day videos. one highlights will be up by the time this podcast airs. That promise. is a yeah, damn statement. Ooh. Okay. All right. Let's get out of here. Check it out. There you go. We're going to go see if we can poison Valorant. Oh, yeah. All right. (laughs) Hit that stop button.